You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Everybody to Ring Post Radio episode five. Welcome everybody. Welcome to the Sunday morning recording. We I think we've settled on finally what kind of uh, days we're going to recording our recording schedule here. I'm very excited. I'm Ryan Knightsey. With me as always is Scotty Edwards. Scotty, welcome to their Sunday morning. This is a uh, church uh, for wrestling fans, I guess in a way. How are you doing? I am here. That is how I'm doing. I am here, mm-hmm. and that is as good as I can be at 9.23 a.m. on a Saturday morning, fresh off uh, Saturday. I don't know. I didn't do anything last night. I was going to say, like, fresh off of, <laughs> fresh off of sitting life. around my ass. And doing- yeah, pretty much. Watching, I, I think I watched some wrestling that was randomly from, like, August because I'm so far back because I went on vacation, mm-hmm. and that was, you know, just destroy the schedule like i'm mostly caught up in everything else but gotta watch a few uh matches and change so that was my night last night because i watched the g1 during the day so yeah there we go yeah uh that 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 9 30 a.m feeling is like how speaking of church how i would describe myself growing up being like I'm definitely here right now. I'm a yeah. I'm an elementary school student that doesn't quite understand what's happening, but mm-hmm. I am definitely awake at 9:30 on a Sunday. Oh, it's true. It sounds sus, but it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Sundays are for, you know, you get through the recording and then if you're tired, you go take a nap because that's Sunday in a nutshell. You're welcome. Well, it sounds like we all know what Scott is going to be doing after this recording. <laughs> Taking a yeah. big old nap. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's 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 hard being a wrestling fan, especially when um, there are there is a lot of good wrestling that's international. Because if you want to watch it, you kind of have to be awake at weird uh, I odd to hours. Warn you, I'm going to be a mess next week. What do you mean? Oh, oh the finals. Because I'm going to watch the Stardom Finals live on Saturday, and that is absolutely going to affect me for the next. 24 to 48 hours i can't wait so so when i you know scrape myself up and get on the show next week don't expect the best version of me just expect the version of me that is far lesser than the one you see here <laughs> i and love if you it get any, if you get anything more congratulations i love it. it i think it all depends on how the finals are you know what i mean like if assuming they're great i feel like you'll have the energy to talk but if it's just like a disappointment for whatever reason, you're gonna come on here and be like, "Come on, man! I don't know. I don't know how There's this." Like one way it can be disappointing, but I'm not even gonna put it into the world. So just Look, let's man. not even act like it. Look, nope, man. Fukigen death in the finals would be great. Well, that's impossible. So I'm not worried about that. <laughs> you also, say that. that would be, you say that, that, would that be now. A, but if COVID be takes out everybody. Move. If COVID takes a, out everybody, then Fukigen Death in the finals is the best. Go, if best outcome. takes out everybody, then we're going to have a serious problem. And then I'm going to be way more upset than you could even imagine. That's fair. There'd be bigger fish to fry, certainly. 
Um, well then, uh, I got, uh, yeah, it's a early morning Sunday. Uh, getting, got to record today. Um, excited to talk about wrestling every week. We, we talk about wrestling here. I'm very excited yeah. to talk about it again. Um, uh, I got some, some news bits for you, Scotty. So want to get your quick thoughts on all these things. Last Monday Night Raw, as was announced earlier in the day, um, Big E Langston, uh, last name pending, I guess, uh, Big E E Langston uh, tweeted out that he was going to cash in his Money in the Bank briefcase, and he did just that uh, following Bobby Lashley versus Randy Orton's uh, match, that title defense there. A lot of leg work on Bobby Lashley. Then they have the match. Big E cashes in, and he wins the WWE, sorry, the WWE Championship for the very first time ever. Popped, uh, the show itself didn't pop a huge rating, but that segment popped a huge-ass rating for the entire show. Kept it afloat. The, the rating idea worked against Monday Night Football. Scotty, thoughts on Big E Langston winning the WWE Championship? Well, I'm only going to call him Big E because I have to write about it. And if I start writing Big E Langston, there's going to be a problem. Mr. Langston, uh, he said. Uh, you know, I, I always created a heel character for him, and it was just Langston. It wasn't, he got rid of the Big E instead. Anyways, that's not what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big E becoming WWE champion is one of those uh, great moments that WWE still can produce for fans. I think. I think we get all caught up in a lot of the way they change things and, you know, the releases and the, this is an endless list of bad things that they do. So I'm going to stop, uh, but, the, <laughs> but it can easily turn into just yeah. that. Yeah. Like, but what they can do is they can give you these incredible moments for these incredible wrestlers that have long deserved moments like this. I think we can all agree that Biggie deserves this moment for years now it's not a matter of oh he finally earned it he finally should be there no he should have been there for the past five years but the fact that he got there at all is why we you know as a fan we can just appreciate that and there's few people i've seen win a world title and get the amount of praise from everyone in the business whether it was from aew wwe ring of honor impact the praise was everywhere i couldn't believe how many people were so oh i could believe it because i think it's very well known how much biggie means to a lot of people yeah as just a overall human being um you know and, and my favorite part was you know the wrestlers in wwe who you know are typically heels or even have feuded with biggie they were just they were so happy for him becky lynch uh bailey and Sammy's name was a really funny one because they feuded over the title literally a few uh, about a year ago. Mm-hmm. So I just thought it was such a great moment. I could have been there, but I was not changing my entire day to get to Monday Night Raw for five minutes. I I love Big E. Big E's one of my favorites, but I was just like, I not happening. It's just not going to happen. At no, no, I can't. I can't oh, force yeah. myself to Raw right now, but. When it gets to add to it, huge moment, deserving, and now he gets his chance to lead a brand, and it's likely going to be Raw, so good luck to him, but um, he can do a lot of good things as champ. 
Yeah, definitely a well-deserved moment uh, for Big E. A guy that's, like you said, deserved this title win years ago. And, you know, a little late, but, you know, we got there, I guess, eventually. Um, So definitely well-deserved. Are you at all concerned like I am about the future with Big E and everything? Because, you know, you have the title match that you know you could argue protects Bobby Lashley a lot uh he you know Bobby Lashley loses after having a title defense against a legend like Randy Orton in that universe and have his leg worked and all that stuff and he's obviously protected are you are are, is there any concern that this uh, it's a guy that's well deserved but are we are we at all concerned that WWE sees it the same way I am actually so this is one of the rare cases where I'm not as concerned and it's because there. I, so I wrote an article right after um, to talk about Biggie's win and, you know, all that went into this. And for a lot of people, they were posting or showing the video when Kofi, you know, walked out of the medical room and said, listen, Biggie, this is your time to become a single star. And to me, that was WWE saying that they said Mm -hmm. it's time to run with you so to me i feel like this was all building to this moment um andrew zarian reported that this was always going to happen it was originally set for the wwe draft Mm -hmm. uh but time has changed the draft moves back but they still went with the move and of course going against monday night football you got to try to save yourself a little bit which is a thing that they always do so that wasn't surprising yeah uh, and it worked out at the end of the show, at the very least, which is good for them. Uh, but I, you know, you got to be cautious when you go into these things because you never really know. But I think a lot of people were shocked with how good they handled Bobby Lashley just overall as a dominant champion. You know, he had some terrible angles and whatnot. But when it came to his matches and how he looked, mm-hmm. he was dominant. Um, so I'm hopeful. I'm thinking that Big E is now their guy. Uh, There's all signs point to him being the babyface on that show with Drew McIntyre likely switching shows. So I'm cautious, but I think they're going to do everything in their power, and they're going to have the New Day lead Raw. So I think that's always a smart idea because those three are usually – no matter what, they, they turn chicken shit into chicken salad more more times than not. So I feel pretty good about Big E long term. Uh, I hope he gets a nice solid run and, you know, you build up a heel, heel for him. And that maybe, you know, if, if we were to believe reports, perhaps that is Keith Lee. Once, Jesse, are you okay? just heard glass shattering from downstairs and i was terrified i heard i didn't know what i heard i just assumed it was a cat <laughs> like it that's the thing is it, it's it's either something happened or it's the my it's either tucker running around like an insane person mm-hmm. um or a saint I, he's not a person he's a cat um yeah, a cat. g1 climax has officially started um last episode i believe we talked about the participants in it but we didn't talk yeah. about really about who we thought would win Obviously, night one, night two have already started. We'll talk a little bit about, you know, beginning couple of matches next episode. But uh, 
thoughts g1 climax we never talked about who we thought was gonna win both block a block b and overall scotty do you have any hot takes on who you think is gonna win you know i've kind of went back and forth on this i don't know if you saw the report yesterday about how there was so they kind of like spoiled something on their website about kota abushi and kenta so Ooh. there's potential that they're because New Japan's so like protective of their booking that they could be switching something, uh, which which it sounds like the switch would be having them not both be competitive come the last day, which that would be would, that would be a block A final though, right? That's not the overall final. They're in the same block, right? No, it would just be the same block. Mm-hmm. But I saw that, but I don't think that's really going to change much. Uh, I have been pretty confident for a while that they go with Tetsuya Naito versus Okada in the final. Mm. It, it, so I know like people are going to say, well, that's, that's new. But like, listen, listen, New Japan's had a year <laughs> in the best ways and the worst ways. And most of them have been the latter. Uh, and I have believed... Hold on, I'm getting a run in real quick. Are you okay? What happened? Dropped a mug into the sink and it shattered. It was my favorite. You dropped your favorite mug into the sink and it shattered. Yeah. Oh Jesus, Jesse. So Tough here's start. A, here's the thing you need to know about Jesse. Jesse, big coffee drinker, big mug lover, and uh, it's like it's like losing a child, uh, dropping it and breaking uh, that that mug of her. Which mug was it? Yeah, no one can hear you on the podcast. Uh, the one her her boss, former boss, got her. Oh, that's so sad. It There's... held everything. It, it was also a soup mug. It was great. Oh, a soup mug, too? Yeah. Which was the brown one? No, it was the blue one. Oh, the blue one can go. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, don't take my donuts. Uh, okay, you were saying. Sorry, yes. Uh, Tetsuya Naito, uh, Kazushika Okada. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a it's your point. You're right. It's a big year. They they want to sell out places. There, I've heard, I've seen thoughts about whether or not you do that match as mm-hmm. a like, especially during COVID. But my yeah. thought is like, well, they're also doing Okada versus Tanahashi. I understand that has less weight to it nowadays because there's been way more matches of that. Yeah. But you know, we got we got to do something here. It's a crutch to go to, and uh, when they were crowning a new champion i was and i'm happy they went with shingo because shingo's earned it but agreed i was under the belief that you know giving it to okada made sense because it gives you stability and we know okada will be there and he'll do what he needs to do Uh, and of course shingo has proven that he can be that thankfully which i feel like his pat his year overall has shown he can do that but I feel like you do Naito versus Okada. You have the potential of a Shingo versus Naito Wrestle Kingdom final, which or Wrestle Kingdom main event, which is pretty big because that's, you know, LIJ main eventing. Or as one website said, LIJ de Hapon. Uh Sorry, I had to toss that in there because I'm blocked by all of them. Uh, Wait, which website is this? Uh, this is No, I'm not giving them credit. I'm uh, not saying it. Okay, fair I'll enough. tell you after. Fair enough. Absolutely not. Uh, actually... No, I think they pulled the article. Never mind. Damn. Uh, <laughs> anyways, anyways. Or or you set up a rematch of that vacant championship 
or there's of course the caveat which you know we have 25 wrestle kingdom shows i mean three um is that okada wins Mm -hmm. and either you do him versus shingo or it depends how this all works you do the rematch between him and osprey as well so there are multiple ways to go. I don't know how they're planning to handle the Osprey stuff. I don't know if Osprey's planning to go back to Japan by Wrestle Kingdom. My my guess is with three shows, he probably will. That being said, I think Naito and Okada make the most sense. Just when you look at the block, I don't know who else besides Okada makes sense in the final unless you're doing Sonata again just to lose again. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's losing again if you put him there. So... That's just me. Uh, yeah, the only other person I think in the block B that I think is doable is Jeff Cobb. Uh, I don't yeah. think he's 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 but not he like moves. a winner, but he is like a, a he, they've built up Jeff Cobb enough, and he has been on a tear as of late. So I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the victory as well. I for Wrestle Kingdom itself, I picture like night one being the Japanese ID, IWGP US not US IWGP title. Night two is the U.S. version of it with Osprey title defense, and then the winners of these two matches go head to head. Night three, that's my picture. Uh, night three isn't even the Tokyo Dome, right? No, it's somewhere else. I forget. Where, I forget exactly it is. Um, yeah, it's a. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's was it. What did they say? Wrestle Kingdom Backlash. Um, <laughs> yeah, G One Climax. I like the. I think. I'm thinking Okada wins his block, um, which means who you go up against. I like the idea of Naito, but also, I if the idea if there if that spoiler is true of Ibushi versus Kenta, I think Kenta is the winner there, and I That's think what you I was hoping was the winner there, and you have Okada win. That would be my pick at least. Mm. I like Jeff Cobb a lot. I like Naito. I like Ibushi. But I think there are elements there. You know, Jeff Cobb defeats Okada right before we get into the tournament. Okada can earn a, a rematch by beating him. Uh, in the, in, I guess they'll have a match itself. I think but, on the final day. Yeah, on the final day. So do that, and then your. Well, I guess then. I guess then. Then, but that wouldn't be your block final then. Hmm. Well, that wouldn't be your block final. You, you don't, do have, your last you don't day. have a block final. You just have matches that define the block. Yes, yeah, sorry. Yes, I forget, I keep forget thinking that there's an actual black block final. No, no, there isn't. Um, there's just a winner of the block. So yeah, you can have Okada win that to get his rematch. Naito, I think. Uh, I forget who he is facing. Off. I don't have any. Great notes Okan. Of. Great Okan. Which I think Great Okan is going to be in it. I think he's actually going to, you know, have a lot of points that he's he'll be like that outside person. Um, I think which, he he would play a good spoiler role on that final night. He would. He would. And I, well, I, I so I previewed the show and I looked at it or the sh- not the show, the entire tournament. And to me, you know, a block comes down to Kenta, Kota, Naito, and then Great Okan playing spoiler. Yeah, maybe. And then it just makes all the sense in the world because I think we can all believe Kenta as a main eventer just based off what he's done. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Ibushi's, you know, he's happened to one back-to-back G1s, so. Yeah. Yeah, give me uh, give me tape god Kenta in the uh, in the finals, baby. 
Um, <laughs> other bit of news here. Uh, first episode of, or first episode of part two of season three of Dark Side of the Ring aired um, on television. Low ratings than usual for Dark Side of the Ring. I don't know if that was completely expected. They usually do like 200 plus million viewers and they were like 1.2 or something. It was really low for what it was for the story itself. But a lot of news came out of it, um, uh, especially uh, horrendous news, um, news about Ric Flair and him uh, sexually harassing uh, a a flight attendant, um, uh, Scott Hall doing the same, um, and and stories about Brock. It just basically the whole whole episode was about um, you don't. Don't don't forget that your heroes are humans, and humans have lots of mistakes. Not I'm not gonna say mistakes. Have a lot of failures and have a lot of issues that they do shit, and it's bad, and I hate it. And we're gonna we're gonna resent that uh, on this show. But do you have any quick thoughts on that first episode of Dark Side of the Ring, or anything of that happened with Ric Flair, or even Tommy Dreamer and his opinions and his subsequent indefinite suspension from Impact? Ah, uh, okay. Starting with Ric Flair, this is gonna sound like so boat. It's gonna, it's not gonna sound as good as I mean, but I am shocked by how many people were shocked that he was like this. I was like, he, we, we've had documentaries about him where he essentially hints at it without hinting at it. Yeah. But in his mind, that's not a bad thing. Mm. And the idea that oh he's just the nature boy he can do what he wants no that is not how this works we are he's a human being that's con- that's an asshole like that's yeah. what he is he always has been he always will be i've never been a rick flair fan because you know all the stories you get to the idea that this guy has probably done a lot of bad things um you hear that you know broken relationship with kids and 17 wives and i don't actually know how many he's had but he's had a lot Mm -hmm. uh to me the actions by him are disgusting and i feel i do feel bad for the fans that you know look at him as this pro wrestling you know hero because for a lot of a lot of people whether it be wrestlers or just fans he to them is the greatest of all time so they have this sort of feeling about him so i feel bad for them but at the same time if you're going to continue to defend who he is in these actions then i don't feel bad for you at all because then you are part of the problem much like tommy dreamer very true very true and we both want to obviously i think commend is the right word we both want to praise uh heidi doyle the uh the um flight attendant that they interviewed extremely brave extremely brave woman and we 100 percent want to praise her on that yeah. for for her story because that was extremely important to tell extremely important mm-hmm. and i and i tweeted out that especially with i don't know if dark side of the ring will ever cover it but because uh, i don't know how you would even do it because a lot of it was online um it, it felt like to me very much a sort of story that felt it it felt to me a lot like this is kind of what the speaking out movement was all about on Twitter last year. Yeah. And this was a good sort of I don't want to say response, but like kind of like recall into that world of like, don't forget, guys, like this is a thing that's pertinent in this industry. And it's mm-hmm. gonna be people like Heidi Doyle 
that speak out. And I'm very, I'm very proud that she was able to do that and get, get, and get the bravery to do that. Yep. I agree. I agree. Uh, praise to her for doing that. Well, let's keep the show on the road uh, where we have, uh, what's our first topic of the day? Uh, NXT 2.0. First time ever. Uh, 2.0, 2-P-O-I-N-T-O. It's really 3.0, but that's fine. <laughs> it's really 3.0, but no one, just don't talk about it. Don't, uh, don't talk about the uh, competition at the beginning of NXT. No, 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 no. probably better, which is probably a better idea. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, so yes, NXT 2.0 debuted for the very first time on television screens last Tuesday on USA, of course. Um, we got brand new colors, brand new lights, brand new camera angles, audience setups. A lot of colors. A lot of colors. Uh, we got practically a new wrestler that we've never seen before in every single segment. Um, I got a lot of good things to say and a lot of like not so good things. Well, let's start with the good things. Let's get the praise right. out of the way. What do, what do you think of the show itself? I think the presentation. Okay, so first of all, the colors are ridiculous, but that's whatever. I'm just. We already knew about the colors. We were already prepared for yeah. that. They let the logo out. But when it comes to like the way they renovated the arena, ah, mm-hmm. uh, and the, you know, overall presentation, I actually thought that was really good. I thought it gave a good new, fresh feel. Um, I thought the way they include the fans in like this roundabout way, so that it's almost like a um it's almost like a coliseum type feel in a sense yeah. that every you know you just have that cert i liked that a lot and instantly when you went in you were like oh this is cool i think the stage looks great mm-hmm. um i like this like circle with the um, screens on the side because it's unique for a wwe stage mm-hmm. uh, and you know when it comes to presentation i thought for that it looked good the colors are mm. It's a lot. It's a lot that's throwing at you. It's a lot. Uh, it's bright. I, I liked the overall presentation. Yeah, it's definitely bright. Uh, I de- there was a lot of people saying that the camera angle and the crowd, the which I really enjoyed. I I love seeing the crowd. It feels more like full sail. I don't like that they were hiding behind a cage before. Um, but uh, this nxt 2.0 3.0 was the reboot that nxt desperately needed Mm -hmm. Uh, i'll say it nxt was up its own ass as of late uh i like to to stand by the comment that nxt died either after survivor series 2019 or once adam cole lost the title because once Adam, and this isn't a shot at Keith Lee. This is more of a shot at the champion that followed Keith Lee because Keith Lee had it for what a month. Yeah. Um, and like Adam Cole represented that era. Yeah. He he was to me. He's legitimately the main reason that show was able to go on TV because without him being at the top, it's not NXT. You know, like he represented the. Sami Zayn's, Adrian Neville's, mm-hmm. Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, Shinsuke Nakamura. He represented that. And then once Karrion Cross came in, they needed to update everything to the sense that this isn't about the in-ring. as This isn't about work right anymore. This isn't about your local indie. This isn't about being the change from Ron SmackDown. And it wasn't that anymore once AEW came into the fold. They were able to take that over. And I think 
I think NXT for what it used to be needs to get that credit back because I feel like a lot of people got so soured on it that they forget how great it was. I think saying that like the survivors use a great point. I would say that that is the peak of NXT history is just that survivor series. Cause you have starting of TV in October and building up into that November. And then, like I said, NXT got up its own ass. They just got too high and mighty after that point, they were establishing themselves as a third brand, and then they slowly dissolved and became Yellow Raw and Poppy Raw and all this stuff, hey, and just got worse and worse out. and worse. My mistake, out. sir. My mistake. But they just got worse and worse and worse, and they just they're and I get it. COVID obviously played a huge part of it. They had they had to take away the entire crowd, which was the majority of what NXT was is that crowd. But then you get more and more of the crowd back, and they're still behind cages. I want to see them. I want to see the babies. I want to see them pop out. I want to see them on my screen. I don't know if I necessarily like the camera angle too much because the camera angle—it's different. It's different. That's... It's 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 very similar to SmackDown in 2016. This camera angle mm-hmm. um, with their the, the crane shot that's happening. Yeah. The only difference, and I looked it up. The only difference, let me see. I had I wrote notes because if I remembered the crane shot from NXT uh, and SmackDown. So basically, the SmackDown one was so you have the crane, and I don't know if you've ever seen like crane in person. I work in film production, so I understand this. But Scotty, have you ever seen like a crane on, on film sets or anything like that, or behind? I've the scenes seen stuff? it while being at a wrestling show, aka WWE, aka NXT in full sale. Perfect. Then you know exactly what it is. It's basically like a cart that has a little, a ginormous arm on it. Yep. So the cart itself is also on rails that people are pushing back and forth, or they have like a, you know, machine can do all these things. So I noticed that between SmackDown 2016 and NXT 2.0, that the NXT uh, crane itself uh, was closer to the mm-hmm. ring. Yes. Um, where. It probably has to do with the arena. Yes, I, I have to imagine it just has to do with the arena. So because of that, the crane shot itself had to go more down angle mm-hmm. versus SmackDown because it's far, the crane itself is farther away. It's shooting more across. So you can right. see the plane of the ring into the crowd where here right. you're looking like the entire crowd and kind of looking down yeah. at the wrestling. I like I still no matter what I like that the crane is the hard camera. I think it mm. makes it more different. It's just a different feel. It's more energetic. To yeah. Me because it, it you don't have to use the um camera cuts all the time. You can let right. it sit and sweep across and I think that just makes it more beautiful to watch. Mm. But I I noticed that cuz like yet it it what it does that camera angle looking more down it brings out the audience more. Right. Which I think is yeah. both a good thing and a bad thing, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, we gotta we gotta be perfectly honest here. When it comes to production, WWE should always be number one in terms of wrestling shows. They, they should they be. Yeah, have everything it takes. They've been doing this for decades. Like they should be on top of their game. And I thought that they actually were here, giving NXT the unique feel that it should have, uh, especially with the rebrand. Mm-hmm. I really liked NXT 2.0 because not only was it like a returned return to old nxt and now we're not talking like the old, adam old NXT. yeah we're not talking the adam cole era we're talking like or before that the biggie langston era yeah mr langston is back uh it felt like that it also yeah. to me weirdly felt like i don't know 
like 2011 SmackDown where you had like Jesse and Festus and like you had like just a bunch of Drew McIntyre, like a bunch of like these random people just popping up on your screen every once in a while. And it felt like there's a new person every week. Mm. Yeah. It felt like a lot of that to me too, which I I grew up watching that. So I kind of enjoyed it. I loved the inspir like I love that they didn't wait to just pull push in the new talent because again, a lot of people I saw people complaining about how, well, I don't know who this guy is. Why should I care? I was like, listen, this is the point of the new show. It's so that you learn these people's names so that they can develop into stars. That is the whole point of NXT 2.0. It's not about the independent re- wrestlers coming in and putting on shows now they can go do that in AEW. they can go mm-hmm. do that on the indies what a crazy idea i know uh <laughs> like they can they can go do that there yeah it's it's about you know establishing what wwe wants in their stars and i think based off one person in particular no matter how bad his name is he is going to be a star like i think they knocked it out of the park and you know they introduced new people through the night they also reintroduced mandy rose as like tomb raider but you know that's, that's <laughs> that, that is what it is she, she um, did look like tomb raider yeah, she <laughs> did. oh i noticed uh anyways <laughs> um but like braun breaker which i'm just gonna call him rex steiner because i can't keep or i'll just call him braun because his real his real name is bronson i think people uh, like completely forget that mm-hmm. but i'm not gonna say breaker that's not happening um breaker that, is such a bad last name it is it is but he is the establishment mm-hmm. like he is exactly what this brand's made for you put him on the show and instantly instantly you make him a star you have him pretty much squash la Knight. And then as the show goes off the air, you have him walk up to your new NXT champion who, if I don't know if we're going to get to the match really because the match is whatever, um, but I think putting the title on Champa makes a lot of sense if your whole goal is to get over the new talent because he can make people look very good. Yes. And it, it's, it's kind of with the New Japan thing of stability. You need some stability for this new wave so he can be your um he can be your step into the new era yes completely agree i think putting the title on Tommaso champa is a great idea i think um yeah there the introductions sometimes are very stupid and braun breaker and von, von wagner is was very weird but i i think putting um having champa go over go over wag go, go over von wagner go over don go over um knight who lost it was a lot of like weird dumb booking that i didn't really like in terms of having knight on there twice that but happens it, yeah that happens we're gonna have it uh but having champa win makes sense to, a lot to me because you're right because the whole the whole purpose of the show to me uh, is like burn the past nxt it's like mm-hmm. it's like we need we're going to get rid of it's called 2.0 the graphics say 2.0 this is new, so we have to, in a way, forget the past that mm-hmm. we created. But the way we can storytelling-wise do that is have an, a guy that looks old as dirt have the title <laughs> and then yeah. have some young up-and-comer named Braun Breaker break his ass, break his back, Bane-style, and win the title. 
And I think exactly. that, I think that's the whole point of the show. And then and then you Tommaso Ciampa's out of here. I think that's also part of the story. Is Tommaso yeah. Ciampa's out of here as soon as he loses that title? Whether yeah. or not he's out of the company or just becomes a coach, he either way he's 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 going to be out of the TV. And I think we all he will be fine. Whatever he does, you want to say say it again? He will be fine with whatever he ends up doing, whether that be becoming a coach or. You know, I I don't yeah. think he'll ever go main roster. Yeah, I'm so. not saying he won't be ever be fine. I'm just saying that we have yeah. to recognize the fact that he is out of here. <laughs> that that goes for him. Uh, I think Gargano's the only one that they could keep around if he wants to resign to be a player coach. Like I think he fits that mm-hmm. uh, because he doesn't actually look old as dirt. No offense, Champa, who's younger than the likes of like Jeff Cobb. Uh, I feel like Champa, I feel like Champa would agree though. Yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah. Just, he's looking, he's trying to be the grizzled looking guy. So yeah. it, it works for him. And I think we're definitely in agreement. Um, I also really like the Creed brothers. I just wanted to put their name. Yeah, there. baby. Cause, Cause they're like awesome. They're just psychotic. Like, amateur wrestlers that team up and they're actually brothers um i know the tall slender one julius yeah is the one that gerald briscoe like had self-picked before he got released like they they see this is this is this is a quote i read this is not me saying it they see him as a young john cena um and i was like that Uh, interesting i mean he better not stop start rapping but okay I mean that's that's good for star potential, but that's 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 a, that's a choice. You don't compare mm-hmm. someone just to John Cena. There's only one John Cena, but the Cree brothers are awesome. I think both of them have a uh, good role and uh, you know a good uh, people to run with. I'm I'm just so interested to see what they do with the. They have so much young talent. Like you forget how much young talent they've had signed over the past couple of years, even though they weren't on TV. Yeah, and it's a it's a good start. I my only thing is this this show probably shouldn't be on network television. I completely agree. Completely agree. I I think it um, exposes too much, and mm-hmm. I think I I've been a whole proponent about how NXT should have never been on TV. It's not good for NXT to be on TV. Uh, we all saw what happened when it was on TV for too long is that it just got insane because they needed, because it was the same reason why it was bad for them to start touring is that they needed stars to sell tickets, to call in ratings and all this stuff. Now that we are moving into a world where those stars are getting pushed out and yeah. they're, or we're being told that those stars may be old or whatever, <laughs> then we need to then it's like okay you're then are we saying that braun breaker is going to bring in the ratings let's we'll have to see how that turns out obviously we'll have to look at the ratings and see how that turns out but i cannot imagine that the show is going to get better ratings i cannot imagine it stays on tv that usa would want that to stay on tv everyone will make the money and obviously money is king here but i would rather see it on peacock i think it would serve better at peacock i think Mm -hmm. That those five hundred thousand people who probably already have Peacock, but whoever else could then sign up to see the show yep. uh, and get some more subscriptions that Peacock desperately needs. Right. I think I think it just makes sense to be a Peacock exclusive. You know, they get live content. The people that you're trying to grow into superstars don't have to worry about messing up on television, which is something I think you know. 
yeah, sure, you want them to learn the hard way, but, you know, there's a certain old crotchety man that if he sees one thing, your career might be over. So I think it's better you put them back on Peacock whenever the contract runs up because, of course, that's how this works, which is probably soon because, you know, we've seen things of USA Network being like, well, this isn't what we asked for, Um, and which is still NBC and Peacock, which is a very interesting little thing, but you sell them the Peacock, it's an easy deal. Yeah, that's the problem with NXT is that we have no idea what their contract was. They never announced it. They just said that, oh, we got a show now, and we have no idea what it is. We have no idea the length of it. We have no idea. That's They're on year two now, so it could be another full year. Yeah. Uh, so we'll we'll see what happens there. I I feel I. But that's also the other thing about NXT moving off of television, is that I we both think it would be better for NXT itself because I think a developmental show needs to be protected in yeah. a sense. So I also doesn't. Don't think it needs to be live. Agreed. Agreed. I think it, especially for the talent that's in there, the new fresh green talent that's in there, it almost needs to be taped mm-hmm. as well. Um, but the problem with that as well is that what would that say about WWE and Nikon if, like, we we come to find out that it's like USA is like, yeah, no, we're gonna move it to Peacock. We don't we don't want those TV deals like. WWE has all been about TV deals. They're making all the money off of this stuff. They're obviously making money off of NXT, presumably. Television, NXT television. What? Where are they going to go? Like, what does that mean for their future TV deals? Because I would argue that, I mean, I would have to look at previous NXT ratings to know this for certain. But NXT ratings, well, sorry, I have to look at previous tuesday 8 p.m slots to see Mm -hmm. if it's better but i would argue that nxt's ratings have gotten bad like have not been good and they've gotten worse you know they've basically lost a hundred thousand people they're barely in the top 50 yeah like nightly and i think that goes so tv ratings of course have been a big topic of conversation especially Mm -hmm. over the past month as AEW dynamite starts to beat raw and whatnot i think you know the first thing i gotta say is these shows raw dynamite smackdown those shows are going to be just fine like i want to start out like those shows when when their contracts are up they're going to pull in so much money because of the live weekly content i feel like a lot of people forget that nxt is a different case though because nxt like you said you look at that eight o'clock time frame at on Tuesday, it's not delivering to where those three shows are in terms of demographics and overall views. Like those three shows most of the time are in the top five, if not number one. Yeah. So. Yeah. And again, I, I would have to look look up to see how it did previously in the, those previous time slots before NXT came in to see if because if it's better than NXT, then USA is going to be like, well, it's better. So we're still we're making more money. Right. I don't see the why to get rid of it, yeah. which I, I get. But um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I what, what are some is there anything that you didn't like about NXT 2.0 besides all of the names and everything? There wasn't uh, much yeah, yeah. that I didn't like about the show. There was like booking stuff and the names mainly, but that's obviously been talked to death. I don't yeah. really have huge takes out of it. But I, I overall, I think I, I, it's 
there's more positives to this reboot than negatives for me. Yeah, yeah. I think we're in agreement for the most part. I, the negatives, you know, for people are probably like, well, you introduced this person in this way and, you know, certain little things that are yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, well, I, you got a Steiner in there. Why not call him Steiner? I mean, what th- that's been talked to death this week, but come on. Just call, just call him a generic freak and you are set. Uh-huh. I guess my... There's not really any complaints because, first of all, it's only one show so far. True. Two, True. we know if you understand the direction that they're going, it was a good start. Like, if you understand what they're trying to do, it's a good start. Um, I just hope the likes of Io Shirai, Kushida, Roderick Strong, like, I hope those three, like, t- those types of people find their way because those three in particular are way too talented to be wasted away on NXT 2.0 if that makes sense I just I think they you know Kyle O'Reilly who got hurt and you get the point yeah I'm just worried about them and where they go because uh I I I enjoy them as wrestlers so like that's first and foremost and I, I just hope they I don't know what how WWE is going to handle the remaining um, old guard of NXT. Like I don't know how they're planning to do that. The 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 like late stage yellow yeah. raw NXT like your Timothy Thatcher's. Yes. Where, yes. What is happening with Timothy Thatcher here? Yeah, I will not put Io Shirai in yellow raw conversation because she was there for the good times. But yes, but Timothy I, Thatcher was Timothy atta- Thatcher was not there for the good times. But Timothy Thatcher. <clears throat> Excuse me. Timothy Thatcher was in a tag team with Tommaso Ciampa, one of my favorite tag teams of the year. And now Ciampa's the NXT champion. And it's like, okay, yeah. what's happening to Thatcher now? I don't know. What's I haven't seen team? him forever. So, yeah, you're right. It's like, what is happening with this old late guard of yeah. your Thatcher's, your O'Reilly's, who's, who was just getting a push and then he gets kicked out of the four way? And he's probably never going to get that title now. <clears throat> Which was clearly the story Triple H was telling before they did all this. So, uh, you know, I just hope that these guys, if they're not going to be featured on NXT, they get featured elsewhere. So I don't I don't ask for anyone's jobs to be uh, lost. I don't ask for that, but I want their careers to be saved in any way possible. And all those guys that we just named and girl. We only named you, uh, or Dakota Kai. I'll toss Dakota Kai in there because oh yeah, what the hell she's doing. They D- Dakota Kai is a big one. Actually, yeah, they would do the world of help. I put Ember Moon in there too. In every yes, Ember Moon too. In every promotion possible in the world, yeah. you know, it, it goes without saying. But like, if you add Dakota Kai and Ember Moon to the AEW women's division, mm-hmm. now we're talking. Like now we're in a serious place where that women's division can fully thrive and we're already seeing it with ruby soho so i think that's a good look and then you know kyle riley where can't he go like any promotion would take him he he he's a, he's a fit for everyone like kyle riley is a very unique wrestler where it's all about his in-ring and i think the you know if he went to ring of honor it makes sense if he went to uh he wouldn't go to impact that's just not gonna happen well he could i mean bobby oh, fish went to mlw so i think anything's well bobby fish and kyle o'reilly's star power are a little different in my opinion sure but i get what you're saying but yeah th- there's a lot of good 
that can come for these older guard wrestlers. I just hope that they aren't wasted or held until their contracts expire to mm. do nothing. Yeah, I mean, neither of us want people to lose their jobs, but I would no. not be surprised if there is another round of cuts in the future. I would not be surprised one bit. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, looking looking at that TV show and seeing all the new people that they popped in, seeing all like just all the new people that are just backstage giving Braun Breaker high fives that are like, oh, they have to make their debuts too. Yeah. And, you know, seeing all these extra people that they have in the back that's just like, oh, you bring out a Trick Williams and suddenly, like, he's a star. You bring out Braun Breaker and suddenly he's a star. It's like less spots on television. And this is the direction they're going for. There are people. You're L.A. Knight. I'm, I mean, come on. The guy that's <laughs> super old that loses, not only loses twice in one night, but is pinned twice in one night. Like, if that doesn't go with, if you if you want to talk out and people throw this term around a lot, but if you want to talk about being jobbed out, L.A. Knight got freaking jobbed out on Tuesday. He did. he did. I actually think he's been doing good work lately. So I do as I, well. <laughs> I'm hopeful for him that he either goes to the main and like they see something in him, mm-hmm. or he can just get out before he gets stuck. Yeah, because like I don't need he. My whole thing with these guys is I don't want them chasing the 24-7 championship. I really don't. I guess we'll wait and see then. Yeah, we will. I don't, know where, where, I don't know where the future of NXT's roster is headed, but I can certainly say I, that NXT 2.0 is headed somewhere that, for right now, I think looks promising. You know, I said something about Roderick Strong, but I actually think he's in like the best place out of any veteran. Yeah, because Diamond Mind is like awesome. <laughs> like I really like what they're doing with Diamond Mind of bringing these young talents up. But if you have him be that coach, and you know, you know, step in the ring as their leader once in a while, I think that's okay. But at the same time, Roderick Strong should be chopping the crap out of Brian Danielson on AEW television if that's what we're gonna do. Is I was trying to think if. I think Roderick Strong is necessary to Dynamite. I was thinking to myself, like, is Strong necessary for that thing? Yeah. Like, because the coach mentality thing is, like, Hachiman, or whatever his name is. Hideki Suzuki. (laughs) They say, they just like to toss his name in there once in a while. Mm -hmm. And they're like, Hachiman, I was like, I'm just going to call him what his real name is for now because I don't know if this is actually what we're going with. But, like, so you got that. I think Strong works for the the that yeah. section because he is someone that is the name value to right. the whole thing while we're setting people up. Yeah. Um, and That's he, how he's I feel someone about Gargano. That, he can see someone that can feel like a threat to challenge for titles while the yeah. rest of these guys were bu- building. Yeah. Them. By the way, uh, the the wedding thing, whatever. Indy Hartwell will be your women's champion like within the next year. Ooh, probably. Who's the women's champion right now? I don't recall. Raquel Gonzalez, who yeah. you know can lose yesterday, and no one would bat an eye. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that she's gonna lose to like Saray or something though. Oh no, she's gonna lose to Kaylee Ray. Kaylee Ray can lose to Saray. Maybe I don't know. I don't care. I could see Kaylee, that. I could Kaylee see them just going to Indy Hartwell so. right away. Just yeah, go. I could see that too. Well, I don't know if like they, Raquel's supposed to be a baby face or a heel, so they're doing like this weird thing. And I guess Saray's stuck with Tomb Raider, so uh, yeah. whatever. <laughs> I think I think we have because Indy Hartwell can do that and then turn heel during the thing. So yeah. uh, like, she's turn, a good fit for that too. Turn heel she's... on Candice. Ooh, that's fantasy booking. She has a kid. 
We're not turning heel on well, that. I, well, I'm, we're saying within a year, so presumably oh, yeah, Candace is, is no longer pregnant at that point. Yeah, I think Candace will become a player coach, personally. Not I think here. she's done a lot in her career, and I think she probably you know, wants to care for a kid. But she shouldn't give up her career either because I think a lot of people agree. You know, you look over the past two decades, who's one of the biggest indie stars of all time of the past two decades? It's Candace right. So. Yeah. Definitely hope for her career, too. And she's had a great NXT career. I always wish she got the title. Same goes for Dakota Kai. But Indy Hartwell makes a lot of sense. She's only like 25 or 24, which is, you know, just crazy young. So, yeah. yeah. They, gave, they gave her the wedding spot for a reason. <laughs> a successful wedding spot, by the way. It wasn't even a failed wedding, which, you know, here or there, usually failure. But we can stop talking about NXT 2.0. We praised it pretty well i think i'm excited for episode two i think yeah. i think episode two would be a great idea of where this is going yeah I think. yeah which should be a lot i'm expecting a lot of new talent but they also put a cruiserweight title match on there they did do that so maybe we'll see what happens um let's talk about aew grand slam coming Ooh, at you this boy. upcoming wednesday Two hours of Grand Slam. Then they got you talk Rampage too. That's two hours show. of Grand Slam page coming at you on Friday. Grand Slam page. Take it back. Take it back. What? What? Grand Slam page? Unless Hangman Page comes back, take it back. Grand Slam page is like the worst finisher for Adam Page that that would exist. Um, that'd be terrible. I'm trying to pull it up here. Um, Grand Slam happening next week. Grand Slam week, as it were. It's a pay-per-view. It's practically a pay-per-view week. Um, uh, let's preview this goddamn show, why don't we? I, I want to go on record. It has the biggest singles match in the United States in, like, a very long time, in my opinion. For the pure wrestling fan, it does. Yeah, I would say so. I would definitely say so. Um, well, let's talk about, I mean, oh my, there is just so many matches. So let's just get right into it. I think it's almost like we should start with rampage because that's like the, that's like the lower card. <laughs> you say that, but I'm looking at it now, but let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, yeah. Uh, so well, let's talk about it. Um, let's go, uh, singles match television debut CM Punk versus powerhouse Hobbs with hook. Ooh. Can't forget Ooh. about hook. Ooh. Thoughts on this matchup coming? I I think a lot of people. So I see like complaints of that CM Punk's not like jumping into feuds with, uh, you know, the the elite like Danielson has right off the gate, or you know, with the top of the top stars. But this helps Team Taz more than anything, and I think that's what CM Punk has been very adamant about. Uh, he wants to wrestle Powerhouse Hobbs, and I think they could have a very interesting match. I'm not gonna say. It's going to be great or anything, but I think having Punk lead a match with Hobbs can, one, make Hobbs look like a monster, and two, you know, Punk can be the guy to just escape with, say, a roll-up or something of the sorts because that's how – that's that's the beauty of having Punk in there. He is an old-school style guy. He's, he's going to know how to protect Hobbs while yeah. also probably winning. So – Good TV match, definitely not something you put on pay-per-view, but if you want to work towards him versus Ricky Starks, hell yeah. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think this is an easy CM Punk win. I think it would be 
I would love to have Hobbs win. I know, I love Hobbs. I, if I was the booker, I'd be the insane person that's like, Hobbs is winning. Um, let's push him. Because then, cause then if he wins, he gets a world title match of Omega. He's like number two on the rankings or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's CM Punk's going to win it. I think that's obvious. as his TV, television debut. That's a better idea anyways. Uh, don't listen to me. Better idea anyways. Um, but Because not only that is what it does is it can continue the feud with Team Taz where we can get that Ricky Starks match, where we can get that hook debut. Um, <laughs> and I think this is... I, I, we're... Look, man, we're dude. really leading to a Hook debut. Dude, Hook put on the uh, Cold Skull better than Sonata already, so that's tough. Yeah, I mean, the man looks good. <laughs> the man look- I don't know about his voice when he I'm was told, yelling to get I'm off the table. I don't I'm know about his voice. I'm told that there. by Twitter all the time, that Hook looks good. Thanks. Appreciate it. Twitter look, likes to tell me that because Hook has somehow become a meme. Look, Hook, hook is hot, and that's certified uh, correct. That's fine. I... You know, anyone can call whoever they want hot. That is cool by me, but I feel like I see a hook tweet every five tweets, and I'm just like, all right, yeah, let's, let's chill out, people. <laughs> he, he, the problem with the problem now though with Hook is that he has to be like Okada levels good in the ring, or you know, like the like the meme has built him up I so much that he render. has to be amazing. His render in the boxing shorts absolutely kills me. I was like, where did, what? <laughs> I was like, when did they decide this was the way to go? Uh, man. But yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited to see what CM Punk can do with Hobbs. I mean, I, it's the same thing with Darby. It's that I think that match was good, but I'm interested to see. I think, like, there was a great match between CM Punk and Mark Henry at one point. Uh, and I think, you know, that similar vein. I mean, Hobbs definitely has maybe more athletic uh, prowess than Mark Henry Hobbs did. Hobbs is a man. That's all. Uh, I think I think Punk is so smart. Yes. When it comes to wrestling, I think we saw that very quickly with Darby. You know, he was able to mm-hmm. craft that match to fit both of them. He will craft this match to make powerhouse Hobbs look like a beast, even if he goes over. Yeah. Um, what will actually probably be your main event now that I'm looking at it. Um, we got a lights out tag team match. Oh yeah, Eddie Kingston and John Moxley versus. Wait, this is on Rampage now. This is on Rampage. This is on Rampage. Uh, I thought this was on Dynamite. No, no, no. Eddie Kingston and John Moxley versus Suzuki Goon, Lance Archer and Minoru Suzuki. Did they move it? Did they no. originally have it? No. I know. Damn it! I was hoping they freed up more time on Dynamite. They they Free never up. they never announced it on like parent Mikey and Zach were both there live uh, oh, okay. for last week's Dynamite and Rampage, and after Dynamite went off the air, Suzuki Goon challenged them to a tag match. Um, uh, next, they said just they just said next week, so okay. we, it was at Arthur Ashe. We had no idea what day it was. My bet, looking at the time, was like, oh, we already have five Dynamite matches announced and three Rampage matches, and Rampage is two hours. It'll probably be Rampage. Okay, well, that's cool. Uh, this is going to be a war, and I love that they added Archer to make it Suzuki Goon. Um, I feel like a lot of people, the moment he was you know, backing up Suzuki, just got like that great vibe from back in the day when mm-hmm. he was there i th- and i always i thought archer's final run in new japan is you know, maybe his best run because yeah. that's where he became what he is now yeah. and i think him he figured suzuki, it out he finally figured it all out i think him and suzuki should win i think they i think lights out match 
that likely means it doesn't count against the record. That means you can have these two guys just go to war with Kingston and Mox. And in the end, I think it's better to have Suzuki win than to lose because then you have that one last blow off match between him and Mox and you could just have them go to war, which I know like they love to have Mox win, which is fair. He's, you know, top five star in the company. Take. Yeah. I mean, there's been, a, there's been a lot of people to jump in, but I don't think his spot has really moved. Mm-hmm. And I think he can lose to a Minoru Suzuki and Lance Archer without being affected. And of course, if you want to have Kingston get pinned, that is what it is. But I think this is, this is about Mox and Suzuki when it comes down to it. Yeah. I think it's the same sort of uh, booking that you can had that you had with the Thunder Rosa Britt Baker match Mm. where you have an outside at the time, an outside person versus your, your big star. And you can have, because it's lights out, you can have the match put over the big star even more but have the other person win easily. Mm-hmm. You can have Suzuki win here. I think that's the good idea. I think Lance needs it. Yeah. Uh, I think he needs a little bit more there, a little more juice. Um, I don't think Eddie Robinson. Keeps... Yeah, uh, no. Uh, uh, Takahashi, you drew Takahashi. Yes. Okay. Big juice. Nice. I, forgot, I forgot his name. I was like, oh, Tokyo Pimp. What's his name? Huge. Big huge. Um, yeah. No. I think I think it makes sense to have Suzuki Gun win over here. I could see Eddie Kingston, John Moxley winning, but I don't Absolutely. think the fact that it's lights out. I don't think it. They need a win. I mean, it doesn't because it. The match. It's not that the match doesn't matter in terms right. of the rec- rankings and whatnot and records and all that jazz. It doesn't, it, but because it, it, it doesn't. But the what is the draw to the match is just that it ha- is happening. That's yes. all. That's all that it is. And I think that's the beauty of these stories. It doesn't always have to be about the rankings. Now, the rankings are a different conversation for a different day. So I will let you move on. Ta- Six man tag team match: Christian Cage and Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus taking on uh, Super Click, Adam Cole, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson. Uh, definitely. No baby. Uh definitely this is feels the match like I'm most excited for, believe it or not. On that night. Let's yeah, that's let fair. Rephrase. Trios titles. I'm just feeling it in on. the air. Just feeling it in the air. I could I, just make this match for the trios titles. Let's just do it. I first okay. And have so, Jungle Boy win them, please, for the love of God. <laughs> I know, give Jungle Boy something to do. Give him a title win so that Ryan can leave him alone. <laughs> please. <laughs> I, I, here's the thing about Jungle Boy. Is that I think he's great. I think he's really good in the ring. The problem is, it's like everyone's ta- chump. everyone's talking about he's like the next Okada, and I'm like, he. I mean, to be fair, Okada wasn't much of a talker anyway, so maybe I just put, ruined my argument there. But it's like we have Okada no idea how he can talk. Okada and TNA, sure, but like he is. People are saying that like he is Hook, like he is a god amongst gods, right? But it's like. We have no idea how he can talk. Of what he he doesn't he doesn't really have the talking skills under his belt. He had the on Wednesday he had the Ricky Bobby hands, uh, doing the promo, and and I and I don't want to say these things because I think he's a great wrestler. I think he has a history. But the problem is, it's like look, everyone and their mother is saying how great this guy is, and it's like look, yeah, he's great in the ring, but like I don't see anything that's telling me he's like a future world champion. 
He hasn't won a single match, practically. But have you seen his hair? <laughs> I have seen his hair, and it was great when it was on Troy, Troy Palomalu of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, uh, it, like, get him a brand deal or something, Jungle Boy. Um, what are you doing, Mark Henry? Aren't you there to uh, help get these brand deals? Get the, you know, get the man some head and shoulders and get him on a commercial with Luchasaurus <laughs> and Marco Stunt. They could all, they all got great hair. The, the whole te- the whole thing oh, is no. about great We're hair. Off the rails. We're no, off this the rails. is all the rails. <laughs> I knew bringing up Jungle Boy would have been the. Uh, we've done so well for four episodes. Get the man, get the man a signature win. The only this is all I I'm agree. screaming about. Get the man a signature win. His only signature win is against MJF, and people bring up like. Another signature win is a 10-minute draw against Chris Jericho. It's like, great. That match wasn't about them drawing either. That match was about, like, Chris Jericho playing with his food. And he was just like, oh, I'll just play with it for 10 minutes. Like, he didn't care. Don't, don't, don't edit that out. Don't edit, I'll just play with it for 10 minutes out of the podcast. (laughs) It's, Uh... it's not a signature win. It, it, he was a lot. It wasn't a win at all, and it was a draw because we the story of the match was Chris Jericho playing with him the entire time. <laughs> the guy can't cut a promo yet, so I don't know where we're saying that he's the greatest guy ever, greatest wrestler into the sun. Well, because he's the complete opposite of MJF. Sure, but yeah, and he got one win over MJF. That's cool, but he's got nothing. Give me a trios title match with Jungle Boy winning the titles for his team. Like people are saying, oh, a signature Jungle Boy moment is him losing against uh, Cody Rhodes for the TNT title and then doing the fireworks. I was like, that was embarrassing to watch for Jungle Boy. Oh, you, um, you, you, all right. you so got me. I will take over because I wasn't... I'm going gonna... to eat my goddamn donut. <laughs> you know, the funny part is I wasn't going to talk about Jungle Boy for a single second in this match because I just... I don't... Whatever. Anyways, so let me go in a sense that I brought up the idea um was it, i think it was this week that adam cole joining AEW in my eyes defeated the purpose of mjf there was someone that joined us on twitch i think mid-rant <laughs> <laughs> okay well <laughs> i'm sorry to them anyways to me to me adam cole defeats the purpose of mjf because and before you know I, I had conversations with people. I, I don't even know if it was you. Um, I don't think it was. I think this is the first time we're talking about it. Adam Cole does everything MJF does well without screaming, may I add, without screaming. But he does everything else that MJF doesn't do well better. He's a better wrestler than MJF. Mm-hmm. He can talk the talk like MJF. He's a bigger star already than MJF. And this is when I look. Adam Cole is only 32 years old. Yeah. He has the prime of his career left. And I know we talk about MJF as the, he, much like Jungle Boy has talked about, he is the next great heel world champion. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Wonderful. He's going to, he's going to achieve that someday. But to me, he loses that opportunity to be the top heel now moving forward. Because Mm. I don't know how you have Adam Cole on the same show. And you put MJF over him. And I understand MJF gets the nuclear heat that everyone wants, but the nuclear heat is literally like saying Brian Pillman's in hell. Like, I don't understand like how much Adam Cole could do that 
too, if you really needed him to. Make any of fun these, of any of these people could do it. That's like, called wrestling. Like, like all he does is just make fun of people and the way they look. Like that's that's MJF as a heel. MJF can get under people's skin more. But you're right, yes. is that it's like, well, you have Adam Cole can just say the same thing, but it, for whatever reason, it feels better of MJF doing it for me, at least. But uh, yes, but I, yours I'm not, a, okay, so I'm not a huge MJF fan, but I understand the appeal because he is different in a sense that he's going to say things that other people are not. But again, it goes back for me, does he ever become that number one heel? And I know companies have multiple heels. Yeah. I got to point out how, you know, WWE had Macho Man and DiBiase back in the day. And, mm-hmm. you know, the list goes on. You have Randy Orton, Edge, and yada, 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 so yeah. on and so forth. Yeah, one and two. But I don't know if MJF becomes one ever. And and it's always been MJF will be the perfect heel to Hangman Page. Well, no, I think Adam Cole is the perfect heel to Hangman Page. Because, one, you already have in the worked in elite story. You already have the fact that they're, like, the same age also. Like, mm. MJF's more with Jungle Boy in in sense that they're both very young and they can be there at the same time. But, as, but also, I don't know what you do with MJF for the next year without having him ever accomplish that title unless he loses steam well easy you you have him win the dynamite ring again (laughs) you want to talk about stupid wins uh (laughs) and to me the moment adam cole jumped into AEW, he jumped in ahead of the line to win the world title i don't think adam cole based off his popularity uh, dude the dude got the loudest pop and I, I mean, you can always turn him baby face, but that's just not Adam Cole. That's not who he is as a character. Well, I mean, they definitely teased him going up against Omega at some point. That's also potential down the line. So that's the way MJF becomes a top heel. But I like where Adam Cole is in his character. And I think he has jumped in front of MJF in terms of becoming the AEW world champion. Mm-hmm. If you want a heel to beat Hangman for the title, to me, to mm-hmm. me, Adam Cole makes far more sense than MJF, who I think people have pitched to beat Hangman in like his first defense. And I was like, but you have all this talent. Do you really want MJF to be number one right now? Like you have so much talent at your disposal. You have Brian Danielson, who I don't think will ever touch the title. You have CM Punk, who I don't ever think will touch the title. And that's because they don't need the title. Mm-hmm. Danielson, I could, uh, I could maybe see, but, Probably not. They'll get title matches out of them, but that's probably it. You have Cody, who, you know, he did the thing where I'll never challenge for the world title. Listen, this is professional wrestling. There's going to be a time where he challenges for the world title again. I still believe that because he's going to become a heel and he's going to be like, I'm an EVP. Shut up. Uh, I don't know. I just, it's interesting to think about MJF and, Jer- and Adam Cole moving forward because to me, they're one and two. Mm-hmm. In terms of long-term heels, clearly the number one heels right now are the elite as a whole. Sure, that's just. Uh, but it's it's an interesting topic, um, and it your Jungle Boy um, rant made me think of that because, like, I see MJF in a sense that when is the time? Because yes, he has signature wins over Jericho, Chris Jericho, yeah. but no one gives a shit. Uh, like no one cared when he got that win. <laughs> no, and then he lost. 
in like well, the, most- the, the problem is that no one cared because they went straight into a rematch <laughs> that Jericho well, no, then won. I think no one cared because it was an eight month story that Fair was paid off like four different times. Fair enough. That's also true. <laughs> like you do blood and guts. You do stadium stampede, and then you keep it going for another four months. Like that was just botched, and I think that hurt MJF actually a lot. I don't think. That Jericho win helped him because by the time that happened, you know, we already had match after match after match. I thought the blood and guts was the perfect way to end that story because Mm -hmm. he was on top. He did the heelish thing of pushing him through cardboard and, you know, (laughs) so forth, so on. It's just an interesting topic. But when it comes down to the super click versus the other team that we were trying to talk about. (laughs) I was just about to get I'm excited for the match because I love Adam Cole and the Young Bucks together because they are very good at being assholes together. I think uh, Jungle Boy Luchasaurus <laughs> Cage should win, but I think the Super Click is going to win, and after the match, they're going to roll out Trio's titles and then put and them on. They're, and they're going to pin Jungle Boy. Yeah, they're going to pin Jungle Boy and make me upset more. <laughs> they're absolutely going to pin Jungle Boy. You know, I could see Jungle Boy get his first major win against Adam Cole. Perfect. Do it then. Do it then. For the love of God, do it then, please. I thought it was interesting that they picked those two for Adam Cole to be his, like Christian Cage and Jungle Boy seem to be his first feuds, and I think that's really good because he can beat Christian Cage. I want to see. Um, I want to see Adam Cole versus Marcus Stunt. I actually think that would be good. It would be good. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> that would actually. Be, it would kind of remind me of a different version of Fuego versus Miro. Like the first time, yeah. Because you would go into be like, "Oh, Cole's gonna kill him," but Marco Stunt would be able to do some crazy things to annoy Cole, which would be really fun. So that's a good call. I'm sorry that we both went on rants, but it had to happen. That's fine. I think it was an all time rant. Here we go. Yours was an all time rant. Mine was just complaining that MJF and Adam Cole's better than MJF. Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, with Dan Lambert in their corner, taking on the team of Chris Jericho and Jake Hager, baby. Bellator versus MMA. I couldn't care less about this match. I could. I. I hate the Dan Lambert stuff. It was fun for like the first week because he got massive heat, and then he never stopped cutting the same promo, and he's just so annoying. And then they were like, you know what? His representatives in the ring will be Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. I think Ethan Page was actually doing good heel work at one time yeah. before, you know, he got lost in the shuffle. But, oh, my God, it's just, who cares? Who cares? Like, Jericho should have lost that MJF match because, to me, he is flat. Uh, but he's always going to get the reactions because he has a theme song that people could sing to. And Hager, I don't, even, I don't even know where you need me to go about Hager. Hager stinks. Hager's yeah, I think Jericho has the same issues. The character of Jericho has the same issues that Cody Rhodes has right now, which is it feels like we've seen everything from them, but they're mm. still around. And you're like, okay, cool. At least Cody Rhodes goes away. Yeah, I guess it's fair. <laughs> <laughs> we never got that Fozzie tour where Jericho was going to be gone for all summer long. No, I'm still asking for that damn Fozzie tour. Who do you think is going to win? Uh, let's just, I don't care. Uh, let's say Jared. No, Jared, Jared, get a win here. No, let's say Paige and Sky. Why not? You know, Paige and Sky, I guess, should win, but I have, I just think they'll just put over Jericho for no good reason. Unless, 
the whole point of the Dan Lambert thing was I thought they were gonna have MMA people like try to wrestle, and then they did it, and they were like men of the year, and I was like, oh, great. I can see it maybe happening. Like maybe we'll get Jake Hager versus some guy and, and Jorge Masvidal. Yeah, why not? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Paige and Sky almost need this win way more, and I could see it happening. Maybe like cheap heat sort of style where Dan Lambert gets involved. I'm waving, or... I'm waving the flag. Just, I'm, I'm good. I don't care. Santana Ortiz, Santana Ortiz, Pentel Zero Miedo, and Ray Phoenix with the great manager that is Alex Abrahantes. Taking on the Hardy family office, Isaiah Cassidy, Ugh. Mark Quinn, Blade, and Butcher. You know, it's funny. I like all four of those wrestlers on the Hardy family office, but I hate hearing about the Hardy family office. I also saw someone on a, get, have a take the other day, which I will almost jump through my phone, that Team Taz is worse than HFO. And I was like, are you kidding me? That might be the worst take I've ever seen. Yeah, that's not a good take. Uh, that being said, this match could be really good. Yeah, I think AEW does multi-man matches very well. Um, I think uh, Penta and Phoenix in there are obviously going to be great. It's every single... All of these people are great. So you put a bunch of great people to match. Hopefully it's going to come out good, assuming all you know everything comes out well. And I just... I, I don't see anything wrong with this i could see you know maybe we'll get cassidy and quinn win the match and then they can maybe challenge for the titles or something i don't know yeah they're they're nowhere on the records i think the ranking i love the butcher the butcher i love that guy he's awesome look like his whole look is just awesome too bad he's with the blade Penelope Ford versus Anna Jay in a singles match here. Uh, we're continuing that Anna Jay, Bunny, Ford, uh, Ali, uh, Tay Conti stuff. Um, I don't know. I thought Anna Jay didn't look that great in singles competition last week uh, on Rampage. I didn't think she looked that good. It was her, I guess, if you if you count the battle royal at the pay-per-view it was her second time ever wrestling in front of a crowd her first time by herself um i think she needs the well i guess she did a bunch of dark tapings but uh i don't know i uh, i'm i'm light on anna j right now and penelope ford i think is is decent but penelope ford also can mess up a lot so i'm i don't know i don't know you don't seem confident at all when was double or nothing when was double or nothing was that in May? Yeah. Okay. So, since May, mm-hmm. Penelope Ford has been on TV. Oh, no. I can see where this rant is going. Countless times. Like, a ridiculous amount of times. She has been, like, the one woman that has been on TV. Her and the freaking bunny, and I need to know what dirt they have on Tony Khan. Anyways. Well, obviously, uh, bunny is in with QT Marshall. Well, I... I Sure. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Uh, but back to the Double or Nothing take. The show before Double or Nothing, the Dynamite before, was the last time, the last time Hikaru Shida was on AEW Dynamite. So she has not been on Dynamite since then. However, however, <laughs> Penelope Ford and the Bunny have been on it probably 12 times each almost which is probably not true that's very much an over prediction but they have been on it a lot and uh now now um anna J will be on it back-to-back weeks mm-hmm. great awesome so good that's how we 
women's wrestling. Woo! Hey, um, you're getting women's like, wrestling on the mat card. You can't complain about the participants. That's that's nope, the stance, nope, apparently. That is absolutely what I'm going to do. Uh, Riho left, by the way. Riho is back in Japan. She said, screw you guys. I'm going home. I'm moving uh, to the States. Oh, you're not going to use me. Okay, I'll just go back to Japan then. I'll go back to where COVID is worse and there's more of a lockdown and all that stuff. I've been asking for her to go back to Japan to wrestle forever just because I want to see Riho wrestle. But, you know, whatever. Uh, Anna Jay did not look great. Uh, did she wrestle the bunny? Yes. Well, that's why she didn't look great. The bunny yeah, I, that's what I was about to say. Like, I mean, <laughs> like, and Anna Jay's like very new to wrestling. So I don't know why we would expect anything huge out of her. Uh, Penelope Ford versus Anna Jay is not going to be great. It's gonna be. Uh, I think it has. Um, I think it has potential to be better than Bunny Anna J. Sure, sure. I, I got yelled potential. at by someone on Twitter that I'm. I was being harsh on Penelope Ford, and I was like, "Dude, Penelope Ford's just like you look at all the women they have, or all the women in like all these major promotions. She is closer to the bottom than the top. Okay, like that's just the truth. Yeah, I, I would agree to that. But I, don't she think, has, I don't think she's. You know, so, I don't think she's awful, but I can agree that she's at the bottom of the. She's the definitely barrel. not awful because you know there's other wrestlers that fit that mold, uh, but you know this match is gonna happen, and that's that. I took a bite of my donut. I've been eating a donut, by the way. This is my. Yeah, breakfast. What kind of donut are you eating? I'm eating a birthday cake donut. I haven't had breakfast. I'm just powering through. I've had water. If you're watching this, we stream the show live uh, on Sundays at twitch.tv forward slash countout. You can see me eating a donut. That's the height of my professionalism right now. It's my breakfast. It's a uh, we have this we have peaked donut- as, a- as a yeah I peaked as a podcaster. Uh, yeah. There's a donut place near us called Revolution Donuts, and they you know that's very very great donut place. Um, so I got three donuts, three donuts for you, Scotty. We got the birthday cake donut. It is a uh, a donut with chocolate frosting, cake crumbles on top, and like a bit of whipped cream and sprinkles in the middle. Tastes like a it birthday cake. It looks cakey. It looks more cakey than donut Yeah, they have like the yeast versus cake uh, uh, style of donuts that they have. Mm. I also got here. I like, oh, open up my we're box. Just... We're going to do an unboxing. Nice. This is Revolution Donuts. Revolution Donuts. Come down to Atlanta and go here. It's very, very, very good donut place. If you ever came down here, I would take you here. Great. We got uh, Look forward to a it. classic vanilla bean. Nice. That looks good. Look very good. And looking great to me because I haven't eaten anything. The, the pinnacle of the pinnacle. Better than the pinnacle of AEW. Doesn't take much. We got here what is called the Crunchy Mister. Here we go. This donut is basically a croque monsieur where it is a donut with like cheese on top, you know, baked on, and you got. What is that? What's in there? Ham. ham. Big old ham. So it's a sandwich. Practically a breakfast sandwich, but it's a donut too. It's incredible. Okay. I, I cannot stress enough. I, I probably would have ate that first then. Oh, no, I save it for last because <laughs> it's that good. I'm like, That's I guess like, you got to save the best for last. But they got all this stuff. Uh, Jesse, Jesse got a strawberry cereal milk donut. I have no idea what that is, but she got it. <laughs> and they have they have a bunch of other, I think they have like an everything donut, like an everything bagel donut. Like they have a bunch of different things, but it's very good. Re- Revolution donuts, highly recommended. Atlanta, Georgia. This is the type of content you people come here for. You come here for unboxings, Mountain Dew, <laughs> taste tests, 
and made me some wrestling. Talk. This show or is no, just me eating no, food. Now Jungle Boy rants. Yeah, baby, Jungle Boy. Uh, Dr. Britt, Britt Baker, DMD versus Ruby Soho for the AEW Women's World title on Dynamite oh, on Wednesday. Say, We're moving on to Dynamite here. Break Britt Baker, Ruby Soho. What do you, what are you? Ruby, 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 Ruby Soho. I definitely said way too many Rubies. But that's <laughs> what are the odds, in your opinion, of Ruby Soho winning? Uh, about 5%. Really? You're that low? Uh, no, I'll say 40%. That promo, like, slightly convinced, well, not slightly, I said 40, that, you know, they you went could from 5% to 40s. <laughs> because I think the switch would be shocking. It would be a big moment for the um, setting that they're in. And, of course, you know, they could have Ruby switch it back before, whatever. That being said, all signs go to. Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. That is the story that we are waiting for. So, could you do that without the title? Yes. Could you do two swaps with the title between then? Yes, because it sounds like we're not going to do that until the beginning of next year. So, if you want to give Ruby like a month reign or maybe even reign until full gear and lose it back to Britt, that's also possible. Uh, but I do think Britt Baker wins here. I think Ruby's promo the other day was great. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people hate the, uh, you're a basic. No, I thought that was fantastic. Like, they both one-lined each other so perfectly. Yeah. Um, you need to call Britt great. Baker out on her. The, you need to call the character Britt Baker out on her shit. And that's, what, yeah. that's what I think Ruby did. Yeah. I, I think Ruby has, like, a 30% chance. I think she there's a chance she can win it. I think it would be interesting. But I don't, I don't think you have Britt Baker lose here. I, I think she still needs it. I don't think Ruby Soho really needs to win either. Um, I think I think this is the first time you have it not be a clean win for Britt in a title defense. Interesting. Well, it depends. The problem is, is that we also don't know what Britt is. Is she a heel? Is she a face? Is she a Stone Cold Steve Austin anti-hero? She's like, not Stone Cold Steve Austin. Why not? Why not? She's also not Becky Lynch. So, like, yeah. let's just, like, the, the next step would be, you know, Becky Lynch. She's also not Becky Lynch. I think Britt does great. Yeah. I want to put that out there. She's not the best wrestler in the world, but she's had good matches. Like, I can name good matches that Britt Baker's had, including the one with Chris Statlander and, of course, the one with Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think um, she's best in the heelish, more heelish role. So, I agree. I could see uh, Jamie Hayter and Reba coming in and uh, you know messing up a little bit because uh, one one third of uh, Ruby's well, help is already gone. It's- <laughs> oh, I was about to say. I was like, oh yeah, it's Reho, Reho and Statlander, and then Reho's. <laughs> yeah, Reho has to go back to Japan so that she can wrestle on uh, the TJPW wow. show. Wow, I completely. I was about to say. I was like, well, Reho and Statlander can make the save, but I completely forgot about that. Nope, Riho was like, nah, screw you, Ruby. Um, what? <coughs> I'm coughing too much. I need to get a glass of water. Um, Britt Baker, next challenger. We think it's going to be, she's going to win. The obvious person would be Thunder Rosa. She's number two. But we have to talk about number three. She's been number two for like a decade. I know. <laughs> but we got to talk about number three, which is Jade Cargill. Yes, yeah, was around the car- corner. I think Thunder Rosa versus Jade Cargo has the potential to be a good number one contenders match. But then the question is, who do you go with? 
Thunder Rosa or Jade Cargill. It's so risky to put Jade in that top five. Like, I think they should have just kept keeping her out of it because Mm -hmm. it's very clear she's still not ready to take the reins as champion. I think everything she does, like, when she's getting better at it, she's starting to look really good at doing it. And I think legit Layla Hirsch made her look really good on Dynamite. As good as she could. Right. I would say. And I think Layla Hirsch is very good. Mm-hmm. So like that I think her match with Camille probably defines that to a lot of people that Layla Hirsch is really good cuz no one has ever agreed that Camille's, you know, this out of this world wrestler. But clearly Layla Hirsch does a lot. Uh but huh, hmm. I've seen I I tr- I discussed this with someone recently and discussing a lot of things with people. I discuss a lot of things about wrestling because I get bored. Uh, yeah, wrestling's a little... We only do this like show once a week. I can't talk about it more often. Uh, I know, I know, I, uh, I know. Well, we, we discuss anything on Twitter once in a while. Yeah, yeah. You know, just let me talk. God. <laughs> um, I, Shut I, up and I eat asked, your donut, Ryan. I asked, what do you do with Jade Cargill? Because you, it's scared. Well, it's because I was covering the rankings this week, and I was like, she's at three now. Mm-hmm. Like that that's serious. Like you could have kept her at five for the longest time. No one would bat an eye. Uh, but now do you have her lose before she gets a title match? Do you have her lose before she gets a contenders match? What do you do with Jade Cargill? Yeah. I'm guessing they go with the Nyla Rose story eventually because that's the one they were hinting at, but there's been no hint that it's going to continue. So I don't know, man. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck booking Jade. Uh, she could yeah. just be their Goldberg, which someone uh, said to me, and I want to give credit to them, not me. I did not have that idea. I don't. Mm-hmm. They deserve that credit if it does happen. Um, Do so, you remember Remember who said that? Yeah, um, Alex, guy I work with. Alex. <laughs> you're like i want to give them credit then don't reference who they are well, no he doesn't it's like well, the, it's like it's like you're writing a book and it's no, like oh let me go to I, citation b and then you go to nothing there i don't uh, alex you don't deserve credit there we go malachi black versus cody rhodes cody rhodes making his debut return match after teaming up with um uh nightmare family member rosario dawson i love it uh, we also hear reports that Stephen Amell will also be in attendance for the show. Mm-hmm. One would have to imagine that this might be the match he gets involved with, or I guess also he could get involved with the Rampage Super Click match. But uh, I could uh, see CM this Punk. match or the CM Punk match to the heels. Oh, the oh that make that would make sense. He would be in CM Punk's corner maybe as a second. Mm-hmm. Um, Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes though. Um, it does hey. the problem with this match to me is that this entire booking is pretty much exactly the same as the first time Cody left to film um, his TV show, the Go Big Show, with Brody Lee destroying him. Cody comes back. Cody wins back the title. This feels like we're very close to doing the exact same booking of Cody loses, gets destroyed, then leaves and films a TV show, comes back and gets the rematch win. But why would they do that twice? I don't see why they would do that twice. I feel like everyone in the room would be like, we already did this, which makes me think Malachi Black is winning this match. Is that the right idea? I, 
Honestly, I think he is. He's over as hell, so why not? Alexa, play Smoke and Mirrors by Jim Johnston. <laughs> oh, no. I actually think Malachi Black's going to win. I, I do. I think he has to win. I think if he loses everything that he's been doing, goes directly down the drain. I think he has to win. Mm-hmm. Because as much you know, with all these stars that they brought in, they've brought three bigger names in since Malachi Black joined. But his popularity has not been denied yet. He yeah. lost to Cody, destroys him, and he enters the realm of Andrade, I think, where you don't know where they go from here. I think he needs to win. I think the House of Black thing is great. And you further him up the ladder as one of your top heels. I think he makes a lot of sense for a guy who beats whoever beats Miro. If that makes sense. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I can also see an eventual title challenge where I could see Malachi losing against Omega. But I think also, you know, you can do that title challenge as well. I think Malachi's got to win here. I think I think the store, the everything is dictating that Malachi is the guy that has to win. Then it, it then becomes well. What does that mean for Cody Rhodes? And right. I don't know what that means for Cody Rhodes. Honestly, I could see him just retiring. Just yeah, he, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Well, there. I hate to like keep bringing back up reports, but there were reports like there are big plans for Cody Rhodes. I don't know what that means. I hope when you say big plans, it's like he fused with like Adam Cole, like or something ridiculous. Like I don't know what big plans mean mm-hmm. for some guy that can't challenge for the world title. He did say on Twitter yesterday that after the Malachi stuff, he looks to go after the TNT title again. So maybe he's a Miro defense. That would make a lot of sense if you want to put Miro over further. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think there's a legitimate chance Sammy Guevara could beat Miro. So that's where I get a little confused. But um, if Miro beats Sammy Guevara, which seems to be the direction, Cody versus Miro at full gear makes a lot of sense, even if he loses this match. MJF versus Brian Pillman Jr. taking out Arthur, Arthur I don't Ashe. care. I mean that's fair enough. I don't think this this they built up this match as much as possible. I don't think they see a lot of Brian Pillman, and I don't necessarily see it as much as they do. Um, but I think it's obvious that MJF is going to win. Do you just say who you want to win, and then we can go on with our lives? I want MJF to win so we can just never have to see the rematch. Because if MJF loses, we're going to have to see a rematch, and that would be painful. You don't want to see MJF and Wardlow versus uh, the Varsity Blondes on next week? No, week's I want to see Wardlow versus MJF. That's oh. like the story that I'm interested in. It, and out of everything MJF's doing, that has been the one thing that has kept me to be like, okay, this is good because every dig he puts at MJ at Wardlow, you know, will lead to that eventual thing where. And we're getting uh, more turn. and more digs. We're getting more yeah. and more digs. And I think Wardlow's a easy babyface monster to have. So. When that time comes, I'm intrigued. Um, and MJF, you know, I was giving him slack, uh, sh- whatever, earlier because of Adam Cole. And, you know, but he's still very useful to this brand. Like, he's still one of their main players. And I think a lot of my souring on him is because of the Jericho feud. I just I yeah. was so done with it. And then they moved him on to Brian Pillman Jr. I was like, are we – are we really doing this to him? Are we really doing this? I can't get myself to care. Darby Allen, Darby Allen and Sting 
Oh my god, I can't pronounce the names. Darby, Allen, and Sting taking on the team of FTR, Cash Wheeler, and Jax Harwood. Thank, I guess Cash Wheeler is not uh, retiring, whatever that weird promo was about. It uh, looks like it was a work brother, and uh looks like they will be taking on uh, the father and son duo of Darby Allen and Sting. Um, I guess the uh, MJ, I guess the FTR Santana Ortiz thing's over. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, it looks just, like that ended. Just because, yeah, um, they definitely didn't just split the matches and needed a third. To def- no, that never happened. Uh, uh, I think FTR needs to win. FDR needs to win, you say? I do. I think if you keep having Sting go undefeated in these matches, which it, I guess it doesn't matter because they're just tag matches, it's it. I never, I have never thought it. Well, Scorpio Sky needs the page count look weak. I'm not gonna lie to you, but I think it makes sense to have FTR win because then this weird story that they're doing between the Pinnacle and them instantly ends because. I, I don't know. I uh, I don't understand where this story's going, so yeah. it's hard for me to predict the match, but I think FTR needs the win a lot more than Darby and Sting do. Well, Sting doesn't need any wins. <laughs> Could we be seeing down the line? It feels like this sort of pinnacle feud looked kind of like a short-term feud as we get into the next big Darby yeah. Allen feud. Mm-hmm. But then there's also MJF, who is part of Pinnacle, who is also kind of doing a short feud before he gets into his next big MJF mm-hmm. feud. Could we be seeing Pinnacle versus Darby Allen slash MJF versus Darby Allen? I think it's feasible. I think it's totally feasible. That makes a lot of sense for Full Gear, keeping them both busy. Uh, hmm. If if that's the case, which I actually like that idea, mm-hmm. you probably have Sting and Darby win. Yeah, that would make sense. That would make sense to have, to have yeah. it to hold. So I'd probably hold. pick those two to win, which is you know the safer choice, anyways. Yeah, and it forwards the momentum that way. Yeah. Uh, the only option I could see is Sting versus uh, Tully Blanchard down the line, as the big full gear match. Speaking of big matches, speaking of god tier matches to have in twenty twenty one. Two point versus. <laughs> hey, two point are great. <laughs> two dads. Uh, Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega, non-title match. Title is not on the line here. What is on the line is who can call themselves the best in the world today. Is that going to be Kenny Omega? Is that going to be Brian Danielson? Oh boy, just this is one of those matches that's like get into it, strap yourself in, throw your phone across the room, get it out of here. I'm just watching this match. This is all that's going to be. This match has to live up to the hype. That's that's all it has to be. It has to live up to the hype. Because this match has five-star potential to it. And I can't wait. And I can't wait. Scotty. It's dangerous. Ooh. In a good way. Ooh. Because Ooh. Putting, so putting on this match in the biggest show you'll ever have. Well, not ever, because I think they'll be in stadiums down the line and whatnot. But the biggest show you've ever had. Yeah. Brilliant. It's the perfect match because you don't need the title on the line for this to feel special. I think they've, I think the way they've booked it, I think the way they've led up to it has been perfect booking. I think 
Danielson's confidence in himself is the best character um, he should have. Like, I think because we always have known he's confident that he's the best wrestler in the world. Even when he was Daniel Bryan, he felt that way. Yeah. So now that he has a chance to prove it, I'm, I'm scared. Like, because when you have matches of this epic proportions, like, you know, they've wrestled before. I think, I think a lot of people don't know that they have wrestled before, but this was before the yes movement. This was before seven stars. This was before they became household names. Mm -hmm. And since they have become that the world changes, these two are debatably the two most popular wrestlers in the world you know you put them in conversations with and two of the best like that this isn't a uh this isn't a sh- this isn't a work this is a shoot like they are two of the best at the craft yeah but you put this on tv and that's where you get dangerous because commercials can ruin mm. a great flow for a wrestling match yes. and i've seen great tv matches i always go back to uh, john cena versus cm punk on monday night raw for i think it was to go to wrestlemania and face the rock great television match but how, one my question to you is how much time do they get with six matches already on the card or five matches already on this card Oh right, because yeah, because the uh, the one that I thought is no longer there with mm-hmm. Suzuki, which is a good idea. Um, so okay, how much time does this match get? How many commercials are they able to limit it to? Because technically they could limit it to zero if they wanted to, but that is not going to happen because this is going to be the most watched segment on the show. You want that money, and this match how- th- this match alone has potential to be watched by one point five. How do you finish? the match those are my three questions to you before i give uh, what i'm thinking um well the world title well no it's not a world title match so it's not, not a 60 minute time limit uh i think it's 30, a 30, 30 minute. minute or or which i think it's gonna be it is remaining uh show time remaining time limit i think that's what they'll do there, unless they open time limit yeah, I don't think I think this has to be your main event. I think your opener, if anything, will be Black versus Rhodes. Yeah. Um I would say twenty minutes, roughly, if they wanna if they want a conclusion. Mm-hmm. But I've heard a lot of people considering a, a time limit draw for this, or like you said, T V time remaining, which can easily be mm-hmm. at the at the rate some of these shows have been going, fifteen minutes. Yeah. Which I think is the better idea. Mm-hmm. I think a TV time r- limit remaining is a way better idea. Mm-hmm. We've been seeing that they have less and less amount of time in the main events as lately. Have them go to the draw there so that then it's the same thing we talked about with uh, Utami versus Shuri sure, yeah. and Five Star. And I think it's similar that they're both really great wrestlers, that I think that their match story needs more time to play out. Mm -hmm. The problem of that, though, is when does it play out? And the fear is, is it happening at full gear, like the reports are from uh, Meltzer were? 
does that replace a page match? That's the fear. Yeah. But right now, I'm not going to think about that. That's also really far away. It's also very, it's November. That's very far away. We got two months away. Right now, I think a time limit draw, TV time limit draw, will be the first one they've ever done. I think that's a, it's a good, like I said, the Shuri Utami five star Grand Prix match, a good appetizer. Mm-hmm. Let's get the appetizer. Let's get Danielson in the ring. Let's see how he does. And then we can continue because this is obviously going to happen again in a bigger stage for the title at some point. The question is when, not if it's when second point, second question, which was who was going commercials, how many commercials that's the problem is, (laughs) uh, you're, you're, you got a business. I'm going to be honest here. It's business. It's capitalism, all that jazz as a wrestling fan uh, that Tony Khan probably wants. You don't want any commercials, obviously. But as the businessman of the company, this, like we said, can easily be your most watched segment of the entire show. I think has potential. I think this entire show has potential to hit 1.5 overall viewers to break the record. But I think this segment alone has the potential to hit that spot, hit that 1.5 million viewers. Yeah. Which means, with I, I, I don't quite remember how they're their deal works out but basically you put commercials in you're gonna make a butt ton of money so the the thing is it's like well we can make a butt ton of money or we can make no money whatsoever and just give this basically for free to the fans you you have to put commercials in yeah all the the commercials that they put in are all going to be picture in picture but it it, what it's it, that's what it's what you got to do that it's what yeah. you have to do it's it as yep. a business you have to do it and i get everyone saying the the concerns about tv wrestling commercials but that is just the nature of the beast and if anything what i like to hear about that is that n- no one complains about the commercials during monday night raw or friday night smackdown they only complain about here though they yes and you know why it's different is because the wrestling is good and people want to watch the wrestling and that is why people are upset about the commercials. This is because the wrestling is so good that they want to keep watching the wrestling. So that, to me, is a huge-ass compliment to AEW. Uh, I think your third question was who's going to win Tyler Mitro. So I think that's that answers that question. But I think oh, if, if you wanted to have a decision, you have Kenny Omega win, I think. He's your champion. If you have Brian Danielson win, then you have to have him defend the title at some point, which could happen on television down the line. But or full gear, um, but I think you got you got Omega, you got your champion, you got um, uh, the guy that's been your company since the beginning, and I don't want to say that, but like you got Brian Anderson, that guy that was in WWE a couple months ago. He can he you bring in the guy who's from the other company. Just say like our guys are better by having him beat. It's a classic wrestling trope, uh, so we can do that. Yeah. So I that's that's where I'm on all those questions I think and I think this match has potential to be great I think this match has potential to break watching viewer records uh, I think this match can bring in a lot of WWE people a lot of those stands I think that's the whole purpose of this show is to bring in all of those people and I think it, it'll, and I think it'll achieve that and I think it'll achieve that I I think it'll achieve that I think what people need to do though is get their get their hopes down now yes 
because yeah. they're not getting a five star class. I just don't think it's possible. A time limit draw is not going to be five stars. No way. A time limit draw that doesn't hit sixty or thirty sure. is not going to be five stars. Because yes. I think there's, a, yes. I think you can have a five because you know that Kenny. Uh, uh, the Kenny Okada draw. Um, in in me, a way, the Utami Shuri draw. <laughs> for, for me, the first one was that. Like, So you can do that, but I think where you're at, which is very on the point, is this match probably doesn't touch 30 minutes no. uh, because you have all these matches on the show. You don't want to force anything. You have a title match on the show. You have Cody versus Black on the show, which will probably go a little bit longer. Um, so th- there's things to play with here. Uh, would it be a dream that, yes, they don't do commercials, they give you 30 minutes of these two wrestling straight? That would be yeah. great. Absolutely. That would be the perfect scenario for us as fans. But I already know there's probably going to be complaints about, well, this never got to the point I want it to be. And it's not supposed to because it's exactly what you said. And I think comparing it to the Utami, Shiri, five-star match is brilliant it's a teaser it's a appetizer it's a treat to give you an idea of what they can do down the line because they will get their pay-per-view match one way or another i think they don't need the title i think that's how big this match is and i think if you don't want to go to a draw kenny winning is absolutely the choice because of what you said, Danielson just came in from WWE. He was in the main event of WrestleMania earlier this year where he lost. He lost. You have to remember that. It's not like he won. Mm-hmm. He lost that match. And then so, and then on SmackDown, he faced Roman Reigns and, and lost. he lost. So there's a certain – and Danielson doesn't lose anything by losing. That is what is great about him, mm-hmm. what's great about CM Punk. They don't lose any aura, nothing from losing. You have Kenny Omega beat him, maybe not with the one-ringed angel. Maybe you go a heel route to beat him, mm-hmm. to you know cheat Danielson out of a win to show maybe he wasn't the best wrestler that night. Maybe he had to cheat to get the win, and that's how you build to another match. Down the line, though not you know next week or week after because i think whenever they wrestle again you have to have that commercial free on pay-per-view in your whether it be main event whatever you want to do because those two will i i firmly believe those two will have a five-star match in them yeah it's just not going to be on tv in a show that might see them maybe maybe get to 20 minutes yeah I think overall, though, this entire week of Grand Slam, not get, like it's a pay per view. I was gonna, I was gonna do a baseball reference, a home run <laughs> for the for the tennis well, it was show. Just tennis, yeah, yeah. Well, the Grand Slam confuses a lot of people, including myself, who, you know, is more baseball than tennis. But hey, it's fine. I someone made a great thing that the show could have should have been called Bash at the Ash. Which I that think been good. that would have been a, that's a big miss, big, big, big foul ball from. Uh... I've, I've almost called it Wrestle Grand Slam about seventy five times. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Well, we're running out of time here, real quickly, and I just want to before we go, let's talk real quickly, uh, give our reviews, thoughts, and opinions on Ring of Honor's Death Before Dishonor. 
Yeah, uh, we were hyping up this big last week. <laughs> yeah, we we're hyping up this big last week. And I don't know if it necessarily delivered. I don't know if it necessarily delivered. Not a foul ball. I think there was some solid stuff in here, but I, I don't like think some things. There's some I stuff in didn't here. Didn't like other things, but you know. Dalton Castle versus Eli Isom was your opener here. I, I think thought it was a good fine. opener. I think it was it a good did, opener. It did the job. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah. Um, the Honor Rumble, by the way. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, we were right. <laughs> My just, we just, nailed it. Oh, yeah. Victory lap. I forgot. I skipped our victory lap. We called Alex Zane winning that thing, coming out of nowhere yeah. and winning it. And we also like called like surprises. Caprice Coleman was in the match. I thought that he looked great, honestly, for yeah, he did. for what he was doing. Uh, but Shape yeah, of his life. Alex Zane, victory lap, baby. Yeah, just wanted to get that in there. Uh, but yeah, the opener was fine. Uh, I think we talked about it last week. Isom's a guy they can build with, yeah. and I think he showed another you know step in there with a former Ring of Honor World Champion. And I think it also made sense for Dalton Castle to win because now you get Dalton Castle versus Dragon Lee. <laughs> Excuse me for the television title. It's something. It's definitely something. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. I think well, I think there's also weirdly potential that Dalton Castle will win that match. <laughs> yeah. With the whole Roosh family situation. Uh, Tyler Rust uh, versus Jake. Sorry, Taylor Rust. I hate I hate these name changes. Taylor Rust. Terrible. Versus Jake Atlas, who after, not after the match, but following this pay-per-view, uh, announced that he is going to be retiring, for the at least for the moment, wrestling retirement. Yeah, you never know. Uh, retiring from professional wrestling. So this was probably the last big match. Was this his last match? I can see if it was the last match. But if this yeah, was his last so. match, uh, it actually was. It was his last match potentially ever. Um I don't know, man. It wasn't. Uh, it's pretty it shit. <laughs> it was pretty great. shit. It uh, it had a couple moments, but I, was, I thought these two could have done a lot better. Yeah. Um, you know, because I think we agree they're good wrestlers. And I think Taylor Rust will be staying around. I think that's for sure. I think he makes a lot of sense in Ring of Honor. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was. Uh... Uh, for me, it was uh, an obvious NXT stuff for these guys uh, that were they got the WWE stink of them. I see Taylor Rust in here. First of all, these guys don't have chemistry together, and no. they don't have chemistry together. I, apparently, Jake Atlas could have people. There's whether or not people think he got injured at Effie's Big Gay Brunch is another thing that was thrown around, and Jake Atlas denies like injuries or concussion. But I would I would maybe would have said that because this match was really bad, dude. Um, uh, but also I see the WWE stinking Taylor Russ so much because him before WWE and him after are two different people. And I don't like the guy after, and I, he needs to get that. He'll get it out. He'll get it together. But it's just like, put him in a match against Jonathan Gresham. He'll get it together. He'll get his butt. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't think you remember the Jonathan Gresham match that happened on this show. (laughs) That's true. Six-man tag team match. Chris Dickinson, Homicide, Tony Deppin versus John Walters, Lee Moriarty, and LSG. Very good match. I thought this is a very, very good match. Dude, uh, Lee Moriarty's insane. Lee Moriarty 100% would have gotten a Ring of Honor contract following this match. If not, uh, if he did not sign, obviously, with AEW, which I don't know what I would prefer. Obviously, I want all these cool guys to get signed with AEW, 
but he would have been a huge deal in Ring of Honor too, and that would also have been great. But obviously, you know, money is probably money over in AEW land. Uh, I, but I don't uh, hear me out here. Sure. Do you think he might have been better off in Ring of Honor? Lee Moriarty, at least for the short term. I think the problem is that no, no one watches Ring of Honor. Yeah, right. Uh, and you'll get more eyes and get a lot of training um, yeah. in AEW. I think he. I think it would have been better for. I would say that it could. It would. Hmm. The problem is, is he's already wrestled a lot of these guys. Yeah, because I just of the don't see because of the Ring of Honor TV is the thing. Like I don't see him being on TV that much in AEW for the next couple months. Like he'll mm-hmm. he'll have like a couple on and off matches probably, but he's gonna have the Hikaru Shido run on television. Oh, so he's never gonna be on TV. That's tough. That's tough. <laughs> uh, tough break, man. <laughs> tough, and you know she's a former champion, so I can't imagine what happens to him. Uh, no, but I think he showed out here, and I think that was a really good takeaway because even though he signed a contract, he's still clearly hungry, he's still willing to prove himself, and he did that on the Ring of Honor stage, which, you know, big credit to him. And uh, Violence Unlimited is, you know, one of the best parts of – one of the reasons to watch Ring of Honor, and I thought that made for a great uh, match. Matt Taven and Michael Bennett defeating the team of Jay and Mark Briscoe. Uh, I was kind of surprised that Jay and Mark Briscoe lost this match, but I also really like this match. It was very old school Ring of Honor, obviously, with the guys involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought this match definitely delivered. I would say, you know, just slightly better than the six man, in my opinion. Uh, just a quarter star more. But uh, I thought this was very good. Very, very good from these guys. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, Mike Bennett's a lot better as a tag team wrestler. Yeah. Um, which showed here. Um, the Briscoes are the Briscoes, you know. You know where you're going to get with them. Uh, I thought Taven had uh, the confidence, which I think he doesn't always have, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so that was a good sign, too, because I actually like Matt Taven. Um, and it was good to see him actually have a match here that – he could show out and you know have a good showing so that was good what's the the thing about Taven and Bennett is that they are great um they got like Sonata syndrome in the sense that they're great tag team guys but everyone wants to keep pushing them as single stars but it's like no look they're better as tag team guys Mm -hmm. it's because they do have flaws and the tag team helps well well, Taven had his run at least so like we don't have to worry about that oh yeah the the run of the century with Matt Taven well I don't blame him for being like that was a terrible time for him to win the world title because of everything that happened in the Ring of Honor. Yeah. Like I I don't blame him for the reason that that company was down the gutter for an entire year. Like I think there was a lot of bad things going on there. Yeah. Yeah. Pure title match. Josh Woods versus Jonathan Gresham. 20 minutes, 1 second. Oh boy, um, jo- Josh Woods should not wrestle twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, this match. Uh, Jonathan Gresham did everything he could. <laughs> I want to put that out there. He did. I don't. I don't think this match was either of the guys' fault entirely. I think it's one hundred percent the booking. They wanted to present these guys as equals, which makes sense with the title change that was coming. 
but it just did not work. They're then not you, equals. You get the false. You get the finish where Gresham oh, wins, and then he wants so to redo clunky. it. It was so clunky. Like there was so much stopping and starting. Uh, the rope breaks were really bothering me. Because like, what I like they, in my wrestling matches are stopping the match entirely and restarting it. Yeah, that always goes so well. Uh, yeah, I just I had high hopes for it because I think Gresham can work miracles with certain people, and I think he's you know just one of the best. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't the pure Ring of Honor title booking that Gresham's been having up yeah. until this point, and that's what hurt it the most. Extremely disappointing in this match. I still think it was fine. Like I still think there was solid wrestling. I mean, it's Jonathan Gresham, so I think it's still yeah. brought his A game. The but result was, is what mattered because I think I'm getting what I'm, I wanted, so it's okay. This, I think you also called this. Uh, I was I was like, I don't know, and I think you called this, so we'll get to your victory lap too. Uh, Ring of Honor World six-man tag team title match with Shane Taylor Promotions, Con Moses, and replacing Shane Taylor in the match, O'Shea Edwards, big stepping out moment for him, mm. um, versus the team of Dragon Lee and Kenny King and La, Be- La Bestia Del Ring. <laughs> Um, with Shane Taylor retaining the titles. I'm going to openly say I probably like this way more than normal people. And I think part of it's Dragon Lee bias because I just think he's awesome. Mm-hmm. And, like, anytime he was in the ring, I was into it. Uh, Khan's awesome. I told you, like, man. He's yeah, so like, good. Like, he's, he's so good. good. Uh, it, it wasn't, like, this ring classic. You there's probably a conversation to be had that uh, the six man earlier in the night was better. But for me, I just liked the chaos that came with it. Um, And I think Shane Taylor promotions, like we said last week, it has been a great add to this company. And, you know, Khan's a star, man. Dragon Lee's a star. Like those two are the shining stars to be said a la bestie is hilarious because he's just this old man that got a contract because of his son yeah <laughs> which is great and now his son can't even wrestle there because of who knows why there's rumors about that um i do like I, that the story of this match is we're going to uh injure shane taylor so he can't be in the match i was like oh so real life coming to play here <laughs> uh but i yeah dragon lee um he's great and he was uh him and Khan had some it was i enjoyed it for what it was yeah uh, I, shane taylor promotions are great i think they're great i i you know how much love them i love that this is the kind of way that they freebirded themselves into O'Shea having the title. I agree. Because that opened Shane Taylor to go off into something. And you, mm-hmm. you we've talked about this last week. We're not I'm not a huge Shane Taylor guy. I think he's great with the promotion around him. But now he I think he's kind of figured some some things out. I'm intrigued now to see him go into probably TV title world, TV title mm-hmm. land. Uh, yeah. Maybe a world title match or something. I, I'm very I see him versus see. Dragon Lee. That would make a lot of sense based off this alone. Yeah, if Dalton Castle doesn't win it, then we'll get Shane Taylor versus Dragon Lee. Or even, you know, like I said, Shane Taylor versus Bandito. I think that could be interesting as well. Um, Ring of Honor women's world title match. Uh, the end of the tournament, the finals, the title's on the line. Roxy wins it versus Miranda Alizé. I would say arguably match of the night. This was my match of the night. It wasn't even close. I thought the story they were able to tell 
was really good. I thought, you know, Miranda Alize and Roxy both turned up the game to the point where, you know, you're trying to establish this division. You're trying to do your best to establish that. And the best way to do that is have a title match that solidifies it. Yeah. And I thought, you know, these two coming into the show, people have heard of them, but their names are very new for anyone that, you know, not checking out Ring of Honor. And the fact that they were able to do what they did in mm-hmm. telling the story, I thought it was fantastic. Um, I think Alize and Roxy are two great women to build around for this division uh, long term. Uh, my hopes of Masha Slamovich going to Ring of Honor seem to be over um, based off of a Sean Ross Sapp report um, that she is on her way to Impact, uh, mm. which is a big ad for them. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, you, they're trying to establish Roxy. I picked as the champion. I was right. Um, I think she is the, you know, the prodigy name. She is the perfect person to build this division around because she is very good, as is Alice a, who hits really hard. I was, like, stunned. That's something she was doing, but it was really good. There's Chelsea Green, who seems to already set, the, set themselves up as the next challenger. Do you think Chelsea Green wins the title off of Roxy? If she does, then Ring of Honor is just back where they were with the Woman of Honor division. Like that—that's—that's that's my opinion because you take a massive step back after doing this tournament to establish Roxy, establish Alize. If you instantly put the title on Chelsea Green just for the name value, you're just messing. You're you're hurting yourself. You basically throw away the entire tournament. Yes. Ring of Honor, world title, four-corner survival, elimination match. Bandito retains the title against the likes of Brody King, Demonic Flamita, and EC3, who, man, buddy, EC3, get hit, hit the road. <laughs> hit the bricks, you know? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> hit, the, hit the bricks, man. I wish it was just Bandito versus Brody King. EC3 is a shadow of his former self. And even his former self wasn't, like, the greatest wrestler in the world. So he was not great in this match. I need to know what happened to him that he had to do all like this control the narrative shit. And uh, like, I need to know what happened to him. Did someone like, was someone really mean to him? And I was like, dude, you, uh, you need to, you know, change the entire face of wrestling by doing these shitty uh, movie matches. Like uh, control your narrative feels like something Vince McMahon told him once. (laughs) Like, we should have known the moment he stepped into Impact and pretty much failed there, he was duped. Because Impact was the place everyone wanted him back in. He went there, had that crappy crappy movie match with Moose, and then disappeared and went to Ring of Honor of all places. A place that doesn't fit who he is as a wrestler at all because they are very work rate based and oh oh boy uh those three were wrestling circles around him in this match ec3 would be great in ring of honor pre-pandemic yeah he'd be he'd be really good he'd probably be world champion actually yeah pre-pandemic you know before they decided to be good again yeah but now it's it, he doesn't fit and i don't know where he fits and it, right now it looks like he's gonna fit fighting braun Strowman on he, fight tv yeah, that's about the only place he fits because I don't have to watch it. But besides that, I thought Demonic Flamita was good. I thought Band- mm-hmm. I thought all, all the, once EC3 was out of the match in eight minutes, we got the if rest of this. If you could take that out, it was a very good match. I would agree. I think Brody King did a great job. I think Flamita did a great job. 
Uh, I it was there was a botch in there which between Flamita and Bandito, which yep. like they made up for, but then they redid the spot and it didn't make any sense. Um, but it was also weird seeing them work together just based on storyline. Yeah. So that was incoherent, but uh, work rate was good. Storyline was Brody still... King down, dude. You got to take him out. I guess. But it was like this this guy you hated, so now you're working to him. I don't know. This just seems weird. That I don't know. And then flossing. Like, why is demonic Flamita flossing? I don't know. That seems weird to me. Uh, but besides, I, I yeah. So besides that, I think the story stuff is kind of incoherent, but I think the work rate, once you have passed the EC, EC3 stuff, got better. Mm-hmm. Um. And I'm just happy to see Bandito win. And I, I yeah. don't think it was a question for him to lose this match. And I, I imagine you probably would rather talk about the post-match stuff. Jonathan Gresham, baby. It's time. It's It's been time, but it it's time. It's time that he finally rises to the top of Ring of Honor. Um, I, think, I think it's been a long time coming. I think... You know him be him helping running the women's division shouldn't stop them from making him world champion. No. I think everyone agrees he's the best wrestler in Ring of Honor by a solid amount. He is the reason a lot of people still are willing to even pay attention to Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. And I think if you make him world champion long term, that is brilliant. And I already pitched my idea. You know, next year is the 20th anniversary show. Jonathan Gresham, Ring of Honor World Title against I don't know Brian Danielson makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I'm getting 20th the... anniversary show like that's a Whew. big deal. I'm getting the um, vapors. I'm getting the vapors over here. You know if it's not Danielson, uh, a certain Chris Hero. Uh, there's a where, number. Where of, is that guy? What happened? There, there's a number of you know like these superstar yeah. alumni that you bring in. But of course, the dream match is Gresham Danielson. Title or not, but I think that would just be like something that Ring of Honor could do. And Danielson probably has like this insane contract where they're like, yeah, you can do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> Yo, but also Forbidden Door open to Ring of Honor. We talked about it before. There's got to be, are we, we going to get there at some point? Who knows? Uh, man, I we talked about it last time. We said we also kind of semi victory lap. We said that Jonathan Gresham would be a great challenger for Bandito. We talked about he loses the pure title, goes on to make the entire promotion pure by going away in the world title against Bandito. That promo I, was a giveaway. I love Bandito. I love Bandito. I did too. But transition champ city here, baby. And I don't I don't think he's a bad transition champion, but Gresham, you gotta put the title on Gresham. Yeah, by the time on Gresham. I don't yeah, know. I don't it, know when's going to happen, but I, I don't even know if that dream scenario of Brian Danielson coming in is going to happen. But that, that goddamn nice alone, what a what? Fee, and that's the problem. And that's the what's great right now. Feasible, totally you possible. Know, if Gresham were to win, they'd probably do uh, Gresham versus Lethal, truthfully. But which would make a lot of sense because yeah. Lethal's been there forever. Yeah. I just you know fantasy booking idea that would be great but no matter what in the end uh, i think him losing the title to josh woods is simply to free him up to win the ring of honor world championship which 
long overdue. You have him wear that title around to the GCW shows that he's doing, to all these independent shows. Make people notice, oh, this guy, this incredible professional wrestler is the world champion of here. Oh, Ring of Honor. I remember Ring of Honor. Like, those are the little things that happen. And uh, and he's going He's going to be part of the New Japan show soon. So that also, you know, you see this guy repping. That would be great. Uh, I also talked about it. Jonathan Grisham, I think, has potential to win that Brian Danielson award. We're speaking of Brian Danielson. I think he has all the potential to win the uh, Wrestling Observer Brian Danielson award, best technical wrestler of the year. I think it's, oh, Josh Woods being the slight asterisk on the the rain. Um, There we go. Death Before Dishonor. But there was stuff we liked. There's a lot of stuff we didn't like. But I There's think certainly some dishonor on there. <laughs> yeah, I think you got to watch the women's match. I think yeah. you uh, maybe watch the six, both six man tags. Maybe. Um, maybe see Bestia De La Ring. Uh huh. Well, you got it. You got to see the. He's the best in the ring. I mean, you got to see the match. He's the best of the ring. Yeah. Uh, plugs, plugs. Let's end the show out. We've gone over. We keep going over. Uh, yeah, we stopped doing that. Huh? We were on. We were on next track. Week we're we to were be fair. Yeah, well, that's true. We were on track for a while and then we went then we went super long in our grand slam talk. Yeah. Well, I probably should have suspected we were going to talk about Rampage. Well, next week I think we that's on me. G1, Grand Slam, Five Star, Five Star Finals. Oh boy. All right. Well, I'm going to wrap Whatever up with else my happens. Plugs. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Scott E Wrestling. Uh, you can check out my articles at Last Word on Sports. Voices of Wrestling, Daily DDT, Fight Game Media. I will say also Inside the Ropes because I actually want to write there again. It's just a matter of when because I do a lot. So, yeah, yeah, definitely check out the first couple of Voices of Wrestling, you know, usually once a week at least. And uh, last word is more than probably should be because I am a busy something. <laughs> I was gonna say busy beaver, but I don't want to be beaver. That I was gonna say terrible. busy. Why not busy? Just too busy, boy. Just, I'm a busy boy. I'm no, a bi- because then then you might hear boy and think jungle boy. Another rant, and I just want the show to end. Fine, busy baby. I'm a busy baby. That's why I said that. That's why I said yesterday. I was like, oh man, I'm too much of a busy baby today. <laughs> match of the week. What was your match of the week? Oh, my match of the week. <laughs> You said you you said before the show that you were going to do this on the fly. So there's a pro, so here's my problem. Mm-hmm. I told myself that I will not repeat promotions. <laughs> oh, so 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 to live up to that, I'm oh, not okay. going to re- I'm not going to repeat a promotion this week because I'm going to probably want to say stardom next week. So fair enough. Fair enough. I already said it last week. So I have to go against the grain. And praise a certain Tomohiro Ishii, which is like against my everything. Uh, <laughs> but Shingo Takagi versus Tomohiro Ishii in the day one main event of the G1 Climax A Block, I thought it was fantastic. I know a lot of people were tossing around match of the year. I am not. I think it was just a very, very great wrestling match. Another great Shingo Takagi match, which I think is the biggest theme here. And I think it went above the 
normal Ishii match, which is what I look for in Ishii matches. Mm-hmm. If he goes above that and they tell a story, which they did, of, you know, they just beat the living bleep out of each other. And like you could tell throughout, I thought it was great. I'm in the same boat. I that was gonna be my match of the week as well. But maybe should we try to have the? I don't know if we should have the nah, same. Yo, this is worth. That's fine. I I have we a second. I got, I have a second one I could do if you like. Is it involving Minoru Suzuki? No, it is Evil <gasps> versus Yoshihashi <laughs> Night Two. <laughs> night Two of the G1 Climax. Who would have thunk? Who would have thunk? Look! Look! Ishii, Ishii versus uh, 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 Shingo is actually the, be- the better match, in my opinion. And I'm glad you gave Ishii his flowers here because I think he did a good job. Uh, mm-hmm. The classic classic Ishii stuff and Shingo in there as well. But uh, but uh, to, to avoid doing the same thing... Look, guys, look. Guys, I know, I know I sound crazy here. But hear me out. Hear me out. Evil versus Yoshihashi was great. <laughs> it was great ass. I watched it this morning. It was a great match. They got history. They got um they just little little heat. Not like garrote wiring, not like ball kicks, not like constant heat the entire time. It was like they had a match. Right. And then there's like some like there's a referee's distract referee distraction where Yoshihashi gets six uh six fall count. Uh six count fall, that's the word. And then uh, we do some more stuff, and then you know more. It's like everything leads to wrestling. Yoshihashi looked really good. He did like, um, he did like a pump handle neck breaker, where he like you know he put he puts the other guy's opponent through his legs and like puts the other guys like you know and it's like I forget what the move is called, but he picks up a guy and like pump handle slams him down kind of. But he basically did it into like a backbreaker knee neck breaker move. It looked devastating. Nice and on evil. On evil, and I was like, that, I was like, that looked great. So uh, check that match Ooh. out. And trust me, I'm not, I'm not. Trust me, guys, I'm not crazy. Don't listen to the last happy hour episode where I go crazy. Um, go check that out, happy hour. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Nightsey. You can figure out how to spell that last name. Happy hour is the podcast I should do. I should probably say what that is. It's other podcasts we do. Scotty will eventually be on there, but we have to figure out a Friday recording date. Yeah, um, I'm I'm bad on Thursday, so I gotta I gotta record. No, I don't I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Um, but uh, if you want to support the show, you can become a Countout family member by going to countout countoutpod.com forward slash membership and become a five dollar month member. Um, and there you get some cool stuff. Uh, maybe we should probably put some stuff in there as well. I just don't know what that is. Might be maybe it's me drinking Mountain Dew and eating donuts. I don't know. We don't have anything. I, I actually have a thing in there. Where I drink Mountain Dew, so that's what it is. If you like me, if you like me eating food and talking about food, there's a podcast in there where I did with Mikey, where we uh, we were Mountain Dew sommeliers, where we paired Mountain Dew different Mountain Dew flavors with different f- versions of fast food. Uh, you would be surprised what actually goes great together, and there are some things that actually go great together the entire time. So go become a member today, and you can hear that ep- podcast episode there. Remember! Um, Twitch.tv forward slash Countout. If you want to get right now in the store, and merch store on Countout, we got rock, Ring Post Radio stickers. So you can go pick up a sticker there, a little square little sticker there. Go pick yeah. that up. Um yeah. And uh, yeah, I think that's all the kind of the plugs we have today. We've gone super over, so we'll see you next week when we go super over. Like we are on wrestling, we're always. You super should over. call us Adam Cole, baby. 
This has been a Count Out Podcast. Hi guys, this is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present, or future. And you're probably wondering where you can go support us. You can find Your Dose of Death podcast on all major podcast platforms, especially along with the Count Out Network of Podcasts. And also, you can support us on the Count Out Patreon as we have exclusive content only on the Patreon for all of our listeners. We hope that you go listen to Your Dose of Death podcast very soon. And see you at the shows.